my name is uh, uh, Cook. I'm a werewolf. Uh, you're uh, listening to Thursday Night, Season 4, Episode uh, 86. Center for Rehabilitation of the Unscrupulous. Six vengeance takers. Two covered in goo. Two, two good. right? Two are good. Mm-hmm. Two are good. Two good. One in the clutches of bear jaw, a blade, a, a, a hammer, a hammer of all souls <laughs> to his neck. All of the souls. It's more like just it's the, 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 the prisoners. Holiness. Why would you do this? It's not, it's not bladed. But you're still doing it, so there's got to be the, something going on. The prisoners... Clambering through the newly busted hole in their cage, trying to get out all except for the one curious deep amascari. Curious deep amascari that you are here to rescue. Mina. Mina. She's got red pants. She's pretty stylish. Who is uh, standing in the cage. Uh, watching the action play out. The gate leading into the center, to the grounds of the Center for for Rehabilitation of the Unscrupulous. Uh, As a, this is the grounds of the the center with the actual building uh, quite a far deep in there. It's a big garden, big fancy. It's like a yoke, which is the actual prison. The white is all just like pretty gardens. So so by that, it means you are outside of the shell. Yeah. Uh, the gate has been closed and the key broken off in the lock by Bearjaw. Hmm. Uh, the facets of fate scattered throughout the scene in various states of battle with the vengeance takers. And outside of all of that commotion, a slowly gathering crowd has seen the fight in the streets and many are standing, gawking, watching the scene play How out. How long since combat started? This has been pretty quick. It's been quick, fierce. We're talking a minute or two. I was less than that. It was like three rounds. Okay, but we don't do the six second thing because it never matches the actual story we're doing. So, a minute or two is the answer. The six second thing is not even raw, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> the lead vengeance taker, or at least the one who has been doing all of the talking, note, not the one that casts spells, if it matters, uh, has just upon Bearjaw grabbing one of the vengeance takers and saying, oh, kill him! Something like that. Something like that. Has said, we will parlay! And that's where we enter our scene here. Mock and Bearjaw standing right in front of her. Uh, I, I, I looked at Mock because I just assumed. <laughs> Mock, Mock's on the talk and he has Mock opinions. Talk. And Mock says, he says, uh, Lower your weapons. We're only here for the one of them. Spend your efforts catching the rest that are on the limb. On the lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on, on the, the lamb. On the limb. And he uh, makes a move. He makes a move to, uh, toward the, the, the cart. Uh, 
They've not lowered their weapons yet, and she, uh, he, who's got a, uh, what was it? A, a, a sword. Was it a, a great sword? sword? A great sword. With the great sword, just moves it in a distinctively soldiery way of saying that he's gonna block the path without, like, sort of wielding it in a, uh, uh, against him, like, blocks it and says, uh, uh, and says, says, what's the prisoner, uh, it says, what prisoner do you need? Says, uh, the one that remains, if, if, I assume that's common knowledge. That one. <laughs> uh, so the yes, we're in, currently we are in the state of five prisoners, really is kind of getting in each other's ways, a bit free stooging their way out of this uh, out of this cage. Oh, here they are. Look at that. So they are they are they are clambering out. You know, one of them has gotten free and has started to run this way. The vengeance taker that is closest and is near Drewston has like taken a like big step towards that prisoner, but is hesitating given the situation here. The other prisoners are basically on their way out of the cage, but Mina, uh, who are you are here for, has remained staring at you. Standing arms akimbo. Uh, I mean, this guy is trying to block my way, but Moxa is like, we're, we're not here to have a tea party. We're here for what we want, so flash your blades or make, a, make an agreement. You know what we need, and he points to Mina. Is he attempting to... Not that anymore, so he's being clear. Like, they asked for this. And, like, Mock is basically just let him know. Like, like let's terms. fucking dance, or here's what we want. No time. Berjo takes a step I, back. I'm a citizen of Haya Mascar, and the Vengeance Taker's charge is to protect their citizens. I am not going with these people. Are we? They are not with me. Mina says, oh, Mina says from this. the cage. Mock looks back to oil vein. Are we? Are we in uh, initiative mode? <laughs> no, no we're, this okay. is a this is a conversation. We're not fighting right now. Oh. Mock looks back you, to you. Got something to say? You're you oil vein with intent. What can we? What did Mina say again? Sorry. She said she's a citizen. She said she's not going with these people. I don't know who they are. She's not coming willingly. And the vengeance takers uh, are here to protect their citizens. She is claiming asylum in her own city from and protection from her own police. I didn't think she was. I thought she was a diva mascari. That was a huge plot point. She's diva mascari uh, by appearance and race. Huh. Okay. Oilvan looks at each of the crew because he's disappointed because he had talked to. To, uh, during the planning phase about if she was willing being able to teleport her away but since it seems like she's not willing you can see like the disappointment in his face yeah. there's well, a certain level of you know convenience that could have happened that's not happening now. the vengeance taker who is casting spells who's closest to her oh it's scrimcorn oh it with the swarm yeah the she's dogpiled oh yeah uh okay then not her never mind uh this guy's, uh, he's good. Yep. And there's another one good. Who's the good one? Uh, I in front of Mock and Bear Jump. The he's one I've got. Uh, oh, you grabbed the good one. I yeah. grabbed the good guy. In Dwarven, <laughs> Drewson's gonna say, uh, or, He's good. Uh, are you sure we we want her with us? Uh, is that a sure thing, Coulson? So the Vengeance Taker, uh, you can respond yeah. to that in a moment. Yeah. The, the co-pilot Vengeance Taker who had the bow is put down his bow, jumps down from the cart this way. Okay. No one's immediately acting. He's, no. he's unarmed. Sure. Both hands empty. Takes a couple steps towards the crowd and starts speaking Shh. loudly. What? Mo- Alright, uh, Mock says, uh, Mock, Oil Vane hesitates, and Mock says, Gur now. Drewson's gonna cast a spell. 
goo. Well, let me finish here okay. and then do that. You're talking about me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Is she still well, in the cage? If Oilvane's not sure on that plan, go ahead and that, that's play what Mox that says out. that to her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, he, you got a bad angle on her from here. A very bad angle because okay. you got the so, front of the cart where the drivers are. Like which goes up but with the driver. Yeah, Juiced it from this side. Juiced it. Yeah. And, and okay, hang on. Can you teleport? Let me let me lay the scene yeah, yeah, quickly, please. This is the front of a cart with a driver platform where they are. The cage is back there. Right. Yeah. So you got four horses, the big driver platform area with a cage behind, and Mina's staying in the cage. Right, but Bear Drop broke the cage yeah, from where she's at. So there's she gotta be broke somewhere. a hole in the side of the cage, which oh, is still on the cart. The was right. That, but okay. yeah. So, but, but there's there's a line of sight behind Bear Jaw to Mina, right? Because that's where like the the breaking happened. She smashed it from here. Trying to establish where the hole is. Sure. Yes. This yeah. is still a very hard shot. Four horses, big driving platform. Justin okay. will say, "Hold on, oil vein." Uh, as you guys are saying this, you at least hear the you at least hear the words that this yeah. person who's speaking says, and says, uh, uh, "Let me uh, gather my thoughts." Yeah, he uh, uh, he puts his hands up. And he says, "Citizens of Skyclave, uh, thank you for uh, uh, thank you for observing this uh, security drill by your vengeance." Takers, as you all know, we regularly engage in uh, in safety training. A big round of applause for our for our uh, for our uh, our participants here in doing this. But please, this is an ongoing drill. We would ask that you stay back and uh, uh, and give them space to let this play out. It is very important, and like that is like continuing sure, to happen. He's on crowd control. Yeah. And the, you can see in the crowds, like, it's smiles on faces, there's some, like, applause, like, people are, well, yeah, are the on the whole, yeah. like, the is into it. Yeah. Jason's gonna it. cast a spell he has not yet cast. Okay. <laughs> uh, he takes out the pipe that um, Essen gave him, or he took from Essen's house. Uh, and <laughs> which one did you No, no, Essen gave it because he threw away his grandpa's pipe that he was using it before. Um, dramatically, yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's a pipe that uh, the 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 cloud keepers Essen and his people uh, have used that produces a kind of smoke that uh, subdues the aggressive tactics of an enemy, like a beekeeper smoke. That's how he casts Charm Monster. Uh, so he takes it out and it flares to life and this sweet smelling smoke comes out. And uh, Mina, within the cage, which he has line of sight to, uh, smells this and must make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, or... do we have the inspiration dice? Huh? We forgot. Let's do that oh. at the end of this action because we should definitely do that. That was we forgot. Uh, and if she fails, and she just will... to clarify, it's called charm monster, but it charm works on people. Creature. It's because okay. you're charm charm person, which is like first level. Charm monster. It's the largest universal. Scale. Yeah, gotcha. you attempt charm a creature. You can say. <laughs> gotcha. Charm monster. And if it fails, it's it should charmed. call charm entity. Charm trying me. Charm being. Call spell, or we do anything harmful okay. to it. The charmed creature is friendly to you, and when this spell ends, the creature knows it was charmed by you. Now, she does get advantage if you or your companions are fighting it. So she considers us fighting her. Uh, so say the thing about uh, harm again. I, did, I missed that. So idea. you attempt to charm a creature, you can see within range. 
it must make a wisdom saving throw. But it does so with advantage if you or your companions are fighting it. If it fails the saving throw, it is charmed by you until the spell ends or until you or your companions do anything harmful to it. The charmed creature is friendly to you. When the spell ends, the creature knows it was charmed. So she basically would consider me her friend. Charmed is a straight-up condition. Yeah. Okay. Charmed creature so, can't attack the charmer or target right. the charmer with harm the, abilities. The, the important... Uh, sorry, you can go ahead. Okay. And the charmer has advantage on any... The charmer has advantage on any ability check to interact socially with the creature. Okay. Yeah, so, so I'm trying to persuade. The critical yeah. aspect here is whether or not she rolls with advantage. You are not engaged in active violent combat with I'm her. I'm going to save you on this one. What? I'm going to use importance that I've been holding on to for six weeks. Fair enough. Which is a four. Thanks for saving the time, man. Yeah, saves well, the time. Yeah. I think it's a valuable conversation to have. It is. It is. Juice Tim's going to save us. What's interesting that the wording of the spell yeah. is if you're fighting them. I think in this situation, based on what she said, I think she would have advantage. Because she does not I would think so, to too. Friendly. She sees you as yeah. a hostile a force that is a danger to In combat life. is yeah. a really easy thing to determine. Fighting is yeah. another one of those. No, I think save or a roll or yeah. a check yeah. or yeah. whatever. And I think 5e fucked us on that one. So, but anyways, I'm going to use my portent of four. Your portent of four. <laughs> How does that uh, manifest? Usually you have a so, cool portent. Oh, okay. Flashback. <laughs> Planning this out. He's had three weeks to... No, I have no idea. <laughs> I was going to do that. Uh, no, that really surprised me when she said that. I was like, oh, crap. Uh, flashback. Uh, planning out this heist. Uh, Drewson was looking through his books. Not much in there on heist. And then that weird thing that happens when he's looking through his books and the, the, the page just suddenly turns the exact page he needs. And it was notes he was taking on Essen's methods of subduing monsters that he's talked to him about. And this special uh, herb that they use that created a smoke that just charmed monsters to be friendly for a bit. And having randomly turned this page, he thought, this is going to come in useful. So he specifically got herbs from his little drawer that he has in his tent somehow. Um, Just for this moment, because the books told him to. The books right. told you to jump off a so, bridge to do it. Yeah, uh, yes. Heck yeah. Oh, really? so. Alright, so, so the smoke. She uh, it's not like the smoke is from... going out to oh, it. Oh, I see. But it's like it's swirling around the pipe, almost like a little, you know, like cloud system. And then just like it just appears a little in front of her nose. Not enough to be really suspicious. Obviously he's using magic. How and obvious. From the wording of it is that she doesn't know. She does she's charmed know. until it's over. Until it's over. And it lasts for like one hour? I believe one hour. Alright. And that's one of the spells I got when we last leveled up. That I have yet. Is it obvious to everyone else around that you have just I cast mean, a spell? Well, I have been casting spells this entire time. Yeah, yeah I would say no. I would say no it's unless someone's going out of their way to... Uh, to I guess someone would have to make a lore check to recognize the spell that you're doing. Or an yeah, or something mean, like that. I could be casting a spell to... Summon a cloud of smoke or something else, unless sure. someone here knows Arcana. If anything, sure. Drusen's role has been fairly understated. Yeah. yeah. Like, even the archer that's like a few feet in front of him hasn't really been, like, attacking. Fourth level spell right there. Uh, so she is currently charmed, and Drusen says, seeing, like, her suddenly looking a little friendly towards him. Uh, yeah, she, 
she, you, you, I mean, like, no one's paying close enough attention yeah, no. to her affect to notice Mark's anything, but Drewston, Drewston sees the, like, the sort of, like, yeah. blinking and, and looking as Mock is, like, engaging in this. Yeah. A lot of stuff is happening all at the same time here. Yeah, Oil Vein is, oil, so Drewston has said, gonna say something. said, yeah. don't, Oil Vein, and presumably Oil Vein did hesitate. Drewston is doing his thing, Bearjaw's still holding the prisoner, Mock is, like, Making a motion to edge, but yo, so, he, he backed up when she like didn't. That's right. Yeah, up. like so that happens in order. And I mean, if if the initiative comes back to to mock, he's got something to say. But I think we want to play Drewston out right now. He just wants to say something quick. No, 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 no. I mean, I think well, there's, okay, there's, there's a good scene here. Well, unless mock has to interact like by the timetable, because I'm, I'm no, ready. no, 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 no. Something else is going to happen. Okay. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm playing out. Baron the, was gonna say. A thing I'm playing out the timetable. Do Baron basically like. Uh, he says, uh, Mina, we mean you no harm. What we do, we do for the good of Skyclave. Juicin's nodding. <laughs> this, is, this is true. Yep. Come, come with us, friend. We'll keep you safe. Hmm. Okay. Ugh. You guys have made this... You have made this complicated. <laughs> um, what is here for? Utility wizard. You hear the footsteps. The loud footsteps marching from inside the center for rehabilitation of the unscrupulous. Mock should know how much time he has. This is soldiers marching on stone. He does. He does. He also knows that the gate is uh, stuck. Oh, 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 yeah, because he can hear it. Yeah, he can hear it. It's loud. There's commotion, but they're coming out. I mean, you can see them as soon as you can hear them because okay. it's it's open grounds. Totally. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the combat here has been loud. It's been short. Only a couple are coming. Or three. Three vengeance takers, probably. Yeah, Actually, see, you recognize. You've been. Yes, this is a gate. It's a grated, not like a solid wooden door. Correct. Okay. It is solid, like, like stone. As you, as it, as it rounds around the corner here, it becomes solid stone all the way up to the right. roof of this layer of skyclave. Uh, but in the front here, it's like a nice gate because again, it's welcoming. It's, okay. it's like a, you know, it's like a nice rehab center. Then let me say something real quick. Okay, and go for that it. will get, add some color as Drustin then takes it. He, a mock just turns to the soldier and he says, convince me that you're podlaying and not just stalling. Back to Drustin. Well, hang on. Good point. Like, so, what are you offering here? Yeah, so three vengeance takers are coming down the way. You can see them coming. Sure. And, uh... You know they're they're relatively close. Um, uh, in fact, you have spent all day in the prison, and you know uh, who was there and what the patrols were, and you know where they are. So you you can you can see at a glance. Sure. It's the three you would have expected to show up first. It's yeah. the three that were working outside. Someone was loading boxes. Another person yeah. was. Uh, uh, the three guys with the, the names gate. on the lockers, one yeah. of them maybe short a few pieces of fruit. Exactly. So it was a, a, a guy that was loading boxes, a guy that was uh, uh, doing some uh, gardening work, and a woman that was uh, uh, who's been mainly uh, uh, patrolling the grounds, just like, doing like minis. Patrol. Yeah, let's get them. Let's get them. Minis are always good. One of them female. And uh, so that's happening. And yeah, so the leader here. Who, oh, I have a name for him, but it's not like you guys have introduced yourselves. Yeah. No, no, the leader, the person that Mock's talking to. Gotcha. Jota. Uh, I'm just gonna call him Jota, and you can Oi, know what, his name from his name What's type. your name? <laughs> it was Jota. All right. <laughs> Jota says. Said Commander Jota. Jota says, "I'm here to parlay." Says, 
I'm here to figure out how we can have an amenable conclusion from this situation here. It says, but I'm not gonna lie to you and say that, uh, and say that we don't have vengeance takers coming from every corner of this city on their way right now. You've got five minutes or less to figure this out, That's and that ain't counting who's minutes. coming from inside the center. Um, and, and, yeah, good, good. Yeah. Let, so Jason says to Mina, uh, you'll want to be coming with us, Mina, dear. Uh, or a much better option than having Doctor Free in there. And if you're so, uh, if you're so caught up with going into the rehabilitation center, we'll drop you off after a quick conversation, love. I've just been totally genuine, but if you want me to roll persuasion again. No. With advantage. She's friendly to you by the spell, and you're being truthful, to the best of my understanding. And to the best of my understanding, too. With I mean, both Tristan and Kevin's perhaps slightly fuzzy group, uh, is, details on what the group is full of people who are willing to make promises on behalf of the group that are very <laughs> unlikely no. to be fulfilled. That is Tristan's complete and whole, for his whole self, expectation of what the plan could be. We, we, we can quote, we can quote the history books on this one. Yeah, simply an extrajudicial conversation. I know my unseen servant taking notes on what's going on. Right now. Um, she looks back at Dristan and sees him and she like she's like she's blinking her eyes hard whatever is going through her head is uh she's trying to resist I mean there is a there is a there's a, a deep problem going through her head at this moment and she's looking and she's like squeezing her eyes and looking and she's saying but well and, and she looks around and says, She says, where are we going? Oh, I, I have... You, I got arrested. Well, tell us on the ship about it, love. The scrim... You want to blow... Did scrim have the whistle? Scrim, scrim is, is a swarm of... Oh, a swarm of dinosaurs. Rasslin' with a swarm of dogs. Rasslin' with a guard. You want to blow that whistle now? Oil Bay nods his head as if seeking confirmation. You hear as he's uh, as you guys are doing yeah. that. You hear the uh, the the co-pilot uh, who's been talking to the crowd is continuing the conversation. The he says, Look at me, "These Jesus. sorts of drills are executed on regular interval by your vengeance takers. Some of you have maybe even seen some of our other public drills. We do these in public spaces because we want to see that we all have your best." Interests in mind, the vengeance takers are here to protect you, and we prepare for any eventuality. And no matter what way this drill goes, do know that these drills are made to be extremely difficult for the vengeance takers to stretch the very edges of all of our training and to help us determine where new training must be taken next time. And the crowd's going, and clapping. Um, but uh, more crowd has like started yeah. to form, and it's not 100% claps and smiles, but it is predominant. There's a, there's at least one guy. There's a there's at least like a couple that are just kind of like watching, this like is a conspiracy. crying. So just 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 making sure that I've been here in a couple weeks. Those if we call really for the helicopter yet. now, get yeah. her on the helicopter let's, let's, and climb let's on the cocaine. Let's back and talk about what the helicopter actually ended up being, because yeah, we're how we would land well, yeah, it. Well, you'll find that when it arrives. Okay, okay. but well, just making sure that's that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good the result. The actions I need to take right? now are for sure going to have to do with how the pickup goes down. Oil vein is put down. Like you, go you, uh, you didn't really uh, have much of a. Uh, 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 sorry, 
What is what is it that you're looking for to be able to do your next action appropriately? Can we all I'm ride on the for, airship? I'm looking for yes. yeah. great. What what we would need to do to get on the vehicle that's about to be summoned? It's gonna drop the rope. That depends on the kind of vehicle it is. And like Mock is done talking with this guy who's like yeah. clearly just stalling, and he's just like, all right, I'm taking productive actions to like get on the vehicle that we're about to leave with. Like he hears what Dressen's doing. He sees that the hears that the vehicle is about to be whistled for, and the guy in front of him doesn't seem to be attacking him, but also is like not participating. The driver has promised uh, that a quick pickup is his speciality. Yeah. Uh, how exactly are you going to get onto it? You didn't <laughs> go into a lot of details. Time is of the essence in hiring this guy. So he's got the whistle ready. He's looking around. The vengeance takers from inside. So so Mina has as. She's not stepped out of the cage yet. She's she's listening to what you're saying. She's reacting to you as a friendly who is yeah. telling her to do something that is clearly in strong conflict with whatever else it is that's going through her head. Can I attempt to convince her further? Uh, you can, but let me uh, let me bring in something. Get those okay. three people for me. Is that these guys right here? Yeah. Cool. Is one of them female? Yeah, whichever one, you want, whichever one you want. They're all wearing yeah, helmets. They're all kind of generic. All right. Androgynous. Yeah. Mm, I mean... Uh, yeah. I have a boob person here to be Mina if you want something more distinctly feminine. No, not Mina. Mm. That's a good Yankee. She's, she's a... I, I want it to be... I want it to be... her head like she's got a headache, Greg. Uh, I want it to be obvious when we look on the board which one we're talking about. That's fine. People matter. Okay. People matter. They are marching towards here. But one of them is running Ooh. ahead of the others. The, 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 the two of the vengeance takers, two male vengeance takers, are sort of like, they're, uh, they're doing like a quick step march. Like a, like a uh, practice, but like, very soon. you know, battle ready march such that no matter what happens, they'll be ready to like draw their bow. She's moving in a way that puts her off balance. Not good socially behavior. Um, uh, she's running forward and Mock sees her out of the corner of his eye. Not gonna take his eyes off that greatsword that's uh, right in front of him, of course. No, like a greatsword that he's really trying to be walking away from. If somebody's sprinting across the yard, it's a lot of time for him to make moves. Like, this guy in front of him is yep. just stalling him, and he's pretty not, like, done with that. Well, okay, so, it sounds like you're unhappy with yeah. something here. I so, am. okay, then, then play it, tell me. So, Bach will just, he'll just leave and go around here towards where the cage is. He doesn't need to be standing in front of these guys or the broken key cage. Like, he wants to be, whatever time is afforded him, be as close to the cage as possible. So, like, if this guy was in the way and not negotiating, he's, like, basically where Scrim is, or he's around the other side. And if the guy, like, takes the sh takes shots at him, well, then, like, the combat's back on. Uh, yeah, just don't do anything. Yeah, okay. Gillen's gonna get city upstairs, or she's gonna keep barking there. Okay, I just want to play out. Sure, just want sure. to play out the response to Mock moving, ar uh, uh, moving around. Obviously. The last thing you guys said here was uh, was that you want the prisoner, yeah. and she responded saying you have to protect me. The guard hasn't really responded much to that. And so then she you know, said, "Where are you taking me?" He says, "He says." Um, he responds to Mock and says, "Look, I can't let you take someone." Uh, uh, can't let you take someone against their will here. That's where I draw the line. 
And Mop's not paying attention. He's not even engaging the guy. He's just literally walking away. Like, if this guy stops fighting, Mop's going to assume he's not going to fight until he starts fighting, in which case it's combat again. Bearjaw wants like, to interject. The guy has not indicated anything that is a parlay. Like, he should have deceived he, Mock at he, this point. No, no. He responded to you absolutely 100% truthfully when you said, are you stalling? He responded. Right, right, Do you but, remember but, that? But, right, but he didn't. He didn't respond to what are you offering? This is a parlay. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, then yeah. I didn't hear that part. He oh, responded okay. to the Are you just stalling? I said, Is this a parlay or are you just stalling? And he said, This is, we're talking here. Right. Let's come to an, a peaceful arrangement. Is what he said. Right. And he said, But I, and I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, the pension yeah. stakers aren't on their way. Right. So that was that was his response. Mark tried to be really clear. Like what yeah. he said. What are you offering? Okay, and I missed that obviously. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, let's yeah, play yeah. it out. Let's okay. make it right. Perfect. Perfect. Play it. So Abbas says like. Parlay? What's on the table then? Like you said, the our time's ticking, and your position only getting stronger. Uh, he says. Uh, he says, unless something changes on your side in the next ten seconds, we'll simply be uh, be, be back at each other's throats. Shall we do this peacefully or not? Bearjaw just squeezes the. You, you said Bearjaw wanted to interject, or oh, that was related he, to yeah. other things that oh, didn't okay. happen. So if it happens, we'll 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 come back. Okay. So Bearjaw is, is providing threatening influence. And- Right. Yeah, like, yeah. He says, he says, my objective here is no bloodshed on these cobblestones. Don't he worry. Says, no, he says, is no bloodshed. He says, and especially, uh, not as much, he says, of no bloodshed. And if you take someone against your, uh, uh, against their will, he says, that doesn't sit right with me. There's technically said, no blood. Then join me. We will go and talk with her. Like, as in other words, like, let's walk together. He says, he says, hey, you know I have not been, uh, I have not been striking for blood this whole fight. Let's talk. Let's come. Uh, yeah, he turns in a, uh, everything about their emotions is like, Mox sees it. Practice. It's, it's like good military training, right? Oh. He turns in such a fashion to lead the walk, but he's like, he's in a subtle stance that most other people wouldn't recognize. But like it's a, I'm leading the way stance, but I could easily like move into a parry, like with Mox the person had his leading. minute to get AC and HB. We're not yeah. doing that now, <laughs> but there will be additional role play on like the respect for like the level of fighters. Like uh, a city half the size would have like four people in the entire city that are on this level maybe. So anyways, a lot of respect, of course, for the people here. So he militarily. steps over... Uh, we, got, we got some uh, uh, Titan on the yeah, table. Yeah, when he steps over, to the, steps over to the cage. Okay, so Mach and he are joining... The leader, Jota. Yeah. Jota. Uh, have okay. walked over to Mina in the cage, who Drewston has also like yeah. started to speak to a little bit. All of this is happening just a few sentences in. It's I feel, I feel, really good. I feel caught up with this. This is all okay. I was looking for. Good. Thank you. That's, I want to make sure. You yeah, feel yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. No, this is nice. Obviously, all the time yeah. is out of sync. Nice. Drewston wants to say, Mina, don't you want to come with your friend here? Uh, you want to be, you never want to be locked up, do you? And while he's doing that, He's gonna cast another spell. So does the spell make her friendly to the spellcaster or to like your group? To, to me. Okay. Uh, it doesn't say anything about the group, but I'm gonna assume okay. if Drewson was like, don't you want to come with my cousins and I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it would be, oh, that's my friend's cousins, right? Right. But he hasn't said anything like that. But, but she could still be. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to make sure um, it would make sense for her to be. Is it just mechanically she's charmed? Is that just it? She's charmed, and she is. It says it she says is friendly, friendly yeah. to me. So and that's friendly. a like so an that's, NPC attitude. Right, that's uh, about as clear as currently fighting. Yeah. yeah. He wants to uh, cast uh, detect thoughts. 
which I had also prepared here. Ooh, um, like and that's the one that I get. That's another one the DM hates. Where uh-huh. I get surface thoughts automatically I here. if I want to go deeply. So for the duration, you can read thoughts of certain creatures. When you cast the spell, and as your action on each turn until the spell ends, you can focus your mind on any one creature that you can see within 30 feet. If the creature you choose has an intelligence score of 3 or lower, the creature is unaffected. Is Mina unaffected? No, is Mina an idiot? <laughs> that's, a, that's a mannequin. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's are you Hang on, like, get, get, let him keep going. This I one get is, this. the other ones are. Oh, you initially learn surface thoughts of the creature, what is most on its mind at that moment. Okay. And, and go back to the beginning. Uh, how does it, what's the save and stuff? So, no save. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. And then if I want to go deeper, as an action, you can either shift your attention to another creature's thoughts or attempt to probe deeper into the same creature's mind if you probe deeper. Okay, give me your narration. So he takes out the overseer's ear, the little, little dried ear. mushroom oh. ear thing that he took off the goblin slavers. Uh, and it has uh, a magical quality that allows the goblins to listen in on the thoughts of the slaves to detect sedition. Um... But he kind of rubs it, and the, the little spores, inhales the little spores that come off of it. Keep it scrimmed here. Looks for you. Um, and he focuses on Mina here. Basically, so it's a buff for himself. Yeah. That's what's that's what's the nuance about it. Yeah, you have the ability to detect thoughts instead yeah, exactly. of exactly. Thoughts are always emanating. They're yeah. emanating everywhere. Unless that you want to go deeper, then they get to save. Right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. And he basically wants to know why she's hesitating, <laughs> L- listening to her thoughts right now. But other than like, all he gets is itchy. He's specifically yeah. listening for if there's anything there that answers like why she's hesitant to come or the thing that he could say to get her to come with him. Yeah. Um... It's a powerful combination. Very. Advantage the, on friendly, advantage on social checks, and also I know what you're thinking. <laughs> also, I yep. every... And I've got that instead of fireball. <laughs> okay, That's so... That's anti-wizard thing to do. So, Drewston, here's Mina's mm. thoughts, her surface thoughts. He's cast a spell a couple times before. Yeah. He's cast it in tense situations. Yeah. I think he's only cast it one other time, and it was at the bottom of at least on the second. Yeah, I cast there. I think I cast it once since then. But I don't remember any other time. Anyway, it's a fun spell. It's one of my it favorites. Is. I like. I don't hate this one. It's actually okay. one of my favorites. Um, Drewston hears thoughts unbetwixt beknown, hither before never between. Heard to himself before. Uh, amazing new qualifier. Completely new thoughts. <laughs> uh, she is, her thoughts are racing. Ooh. Like, like a million miles an hour. Like you, you confronted the, you confronted the like necromancer-ish, the weird yeah. like dark druid at the bottom like, of the sunless really citadel when you had him pushed back on his, uh, uh, pushed back on his heels. And, uh, but that is, Nothing like what you are, uh, like what you are hearing here. This is, it's not quite panic, but it's, it's, it's something close. And, uh, and the thoughts that you're hearing are rapid. You're hearing, uh, uh, you're hearing, did Vol send them? Did my father send them? 
uh, where's Rose? And says, what's happening here? Uh, what about the plan? Who are these people? Uh, uh, you know, are the, uh, uh, are these Vols people? Uh, are, are, are Vols people around? Uh, it says, the plan has gone to shit. Uh, all of these things, just like, like this. And, and going, and going, should I go with them? Are they friendly? Did Rose change the plan? And is there a mix of like, continue. should I go with them? I should go with them. Wait, should I go with them? Like, <laughs> there is. There's the. There's the. These guys seem great. He Wait, gets. Well, he gets the sense of. He gets the sense of like. Uh, uh, it says, you know, this person's friendly. He says, you know, but so, uh, uh, but so are Vols people. So are. Uh, so are the. Uh, so are the consortium. And uh, and it says, he says, I. I so we're, are we officially working for Vol or not? No. Officially, officially, we're working for the king. Okay, so if I said we're Officially, not working... Like, we've agreed, our party's agreed to work for the king, and we've agreed to deceive Vol. Okay, so I can play. say... But the group has, for Vol. in passing, discussed the oddity like, that once you get Mina, you've actually already satisfied Vol's entire yeah. requirement. And you know but if you're going with the king, to, it's just yeah. the first step. Yeah. <laughs> Mog has also, as an individual, been clear that he's just going to negotiate what okay. he has to to get to the Mascar. Yeah, Drusen is going to say... But the official plan that the group agreed upon yes. is doing what the king said and getting Nina because you have strong expectations that she knows who, which of the ministers is involved in the smuggling. And there's, there's uh, suspicion that it's her father. Okay. has been expressed. She, yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's our best and only lead. So that's so, why yeah. the group is getting me now. Jason's that was our say... hope, strong hope, before she found out she was deep in Mascari, and we're like, well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nina, friend, uh, we're now working for, uh, we're for Vol, and like, even, uh, like, treating it more like, just like, you know me, like, he says, Nina, friend, uh, come with me, we're now working for Vol, for, Anyone else but ourselves, uh, and what's best for you, my friend, and us, just come with us, eh? It's a much better situation than we're in now, we can be honest about that. Does Drustin, in the narrative of yeah. what he's saying, sound as sinister as you do when you to anyone listening in but to Mina <laughs> okay okay she it's like a she hears friend a voice. reaching out for you let's go to 7-Eleven get an icy yeah, yeah that's it right. so, but everyone else hears it has says let's go to 7-Eleven get an icy it's a hot day after all it would be like it, but now it's like Tom, like someone who you know and respect, yeah. and it was attractive. Yeah, yeah. It's like great. Kaylin <laughs> has sent you to prison More in order attractive. to get a whatever plan. Yeah. And then Fictionally the prison, okay. the prison van right. explodes, and Dan's there saying, "Come with me." You're gonna be like, "Oh well, I yeah, it's Dan. I'm gonna come with him. It's not the plan, but I'm gonna come with him." All right. So you said this. We're not involved, but it's the only thing you said from her thoughts. Yeah. to me. Okay. Um, she's like taking a half step forward. There's, the hesitation is still there. She's looking. She's conflicted. Oh, you still hear her thoughts. You hear her immediate yeah. reaction to this. Not with Vol. Like, she with my father. He said, he said for the good of Haya Maskar. says, that could be, uh, that's anyone, you know, and, and like, this is like running through her head. But her face, like, she's betraying, because of the charm monster spell, 
she's betraying a bit of that like contortion. Conflict. But given how much conflict you can hear in her thoughts, yeah. the amount of stoicism that she is re- continuing to put forward is remarkable. Um, he is seeing someone who is internally uh, like flailing for their life. Yeah. Uh, but is still putting forward the appearance of a remarkably uh, strong result. Yeah, just it's just safe with us alone. Mock and the guard have come over and heard Drustin saying this. Yeah. And the guard, who is Jota, says, oh, "Wouldn't say prisoner." Uh, What's a guest, good word? Guest. <laughs> Some, uh, guest. Patient. Patient. Guest of the vengeance takers. Address says, yeah. these people wish to take you with them. It is my charge as a protector of the citizens of Haya Maskar to protect all citizens of which you are one. Do you wish to leave with these people? Berger throws her voice. Yes! Yes, you do. Oh, okay. She throws somebody who says yes as he hits the car. <laughs> I'm always such what a good What does she say? What does she say? Sorry. Her, just looking like really friendly. Her response was interrupted by the guard that has been running forward. No weapon. <laughs> and she shouts out, Mina! And Mina's Attention snaps from what was Drewston to the guard, to this guard, as she responds, Rose, no! Oh. What well, Rose, stay back! And Mock immediately says, oh good, two options. Two choices. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and that's when the guard, uh, Jota, looks back at Rose, presumably, um, and looks back and says, uh, uh, they, are they all first name? We're just gonna go there. They all go first name, that's how they go. First name is, is awesome. It makes, yeah. uh, it makes it seem so much yeah. more like important. It says, Rose, you know this guest? <laughs> just like that. <laughs> I and then she says, what's going on here? What's happening? Stop. I said, Mina, what's happening? What's going on? Are these... He says... She says, This is your father! She says. And Mina... Mina looks back with daggers in her eyes. Like, she's looking uh, at Rose. She is... uh, uh, She's saying, Rose, stop! Go back! Yeah, go back. Inside, inside. I want to roll inside, see if I can get a little bit. Go for it. That's what you're doing right now. Yeah, that's that's all. Baron is trying to figure out what the hell's going on. The guard has stepped (laughs) away away from the cage one step towards Rose now. Jota has, for the first time, breaking breaking his, like, perfect sort of uh, focus on the situation. Like, he's actually dropped his guard just slightly towards Mach as he takes a step there and says, explain yourself, what is going on here? Yeah, like, oh, I mean, like, look, I, I, I get that I've got an opening. I, I get that, you know, but that's not what we're here to do. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't come to do like, that. why aren't you there, getting 
fortunately aligned. Like, Mox truly doesn't want violence, all right? Mock's like, he I'm going to write a letter later, and I want to let Jota know uh, that I had an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that you know, Jota should watch window. that right guard in the I, I saw the window. You were great. Like, I was pretty good, too. Yeah. But, like, could have had you something. Know. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's a chalk and um, draw a target. So, on natural 19 on the inside check. Nice. Ooh, shit. Helps. Time to and oh. let's throw four on top of that. So, two threes. 23. And this is Baron's Mach. Going this, is, this is Mach. This is Mach invoking. This is all too tense. Th- this is Mach <laughs> invoking like, his his cool headedness under battlefield conditions, like under such kind of like intense, you know, emotions that come up under combat. People are just more expressive in everything than they ever intended on being. Like they over emote, and so they're just easier to read. And it's the person that can keep cool head amidst all of that chaos that can actually kind of just cherry-pick emotions for what they are. And so Mach just sees that, like, kind of emotions are building and things are coming out that maybe shouldn't be, and he's just sitting there listening, trying to determine a little bit what the relationship is and what fucking could possibly be happening here. Uh, has Oil Lane blown the whistle? Uh, yeah, you, got pl- you had plenty you, of time. You, you, yeah, you, yeah. you, was on his lips. You have plenty of time, and I, I want to clarify that you have not been given the impression that he's going to magically poof out of thin air yeah. in an instant. It's probably blue, it does require moving. I'll actually like the physical space. Talk us through it. Like yeah. what's going through what's your going head? Through so Dresden told you. I just wanted to clarify the mechanics I, I of what was the, the expectations yeah. that were given. Dresden to told you like to blow those a bit ago, and Mox's been doing his things like. Are you actually hesitating, or did yeah, you make something decisive? Once he saw uh, before Rose came up, that's when he was like, he saw backup essentially in his head. He saw backup coming, and he blew the whistle. Okay, so, okay, so let's say he blows the whistle right now. It's only well, he, he said he blew it. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. And Fine. in the oil head, he's kind of expecting a quick, a quick arrival. So whether or not that actually happens, that's that's a good question. That might what sound does the whistle make? Um, actually, this is a good question. Um, it's a duck call. Okay, well, I'll, yeah. I'll give you some inspiration here. Here's the inspiration. Oh, let's roll the inspiration dice. We didn't even do that. Oh, this yeah. guy gave you the whistle. This is the guy that gave you the whistle and the guy that will show up. Mm-hmm. So what does like a party. his whistle That's sound like? That's the dynasty to me. Gosh. Yeah, duck, right? Okay. <laughs> I'm really getting a lot of that crazy old man Jafar costume from Aladdin. Crazy old Maurice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, real quick, let's roll the inspiration die since we forgot, and it is. Hey! Oh, hey. Manny, yeah. I with advantage on that whistle. I really blow that whistle. Well, then goes, no, no, no. Remember the arm. He turns the whistle around and blows! <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Work. Work. He bends it. Work. Uh, uh, so the, the Grammy bar. The there's, there's no actual roll. People were saying roll, and that was a joke because I didn't. Oh, coins fly on. I called the advantage. I put four more in the um. You quack with the fish. Well done. In the freezer. People might want to put more if we're going to drink more than just four more. The wood for reserve that Kevin brought last time is still as tasty as it was that first time. That's my that's my birthday. for clarification. Sounds like a kazoo. It's a kazoo with a little bit of a high ring to it. Well, you, you, it's got to be a noise that you can make, so make it right now. <laughs> I don't know, I can't do it. No, no, oh, you, that's it. what it is then. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Okay. The guy's like, that's my crummy cracked kazoo. I'll be there in a He's waving at the crowd as he does it. 
They're like, wow, this is a really weird performance. Uh, as soon as he starts blowing, a couple of the like the crowd are like clapping. Some silver. And they've actually <laughs> the crowd has gotten louder when the guard has showed up and like added a complication to the scene, and now the crowd is like cheering and like you laughing can do it, and guards. theatrics. Mm. Okay. Oilman's not a performer, but he has a plus four performance. Oh, man. Then <laughs> I argue he not, is a performer. We've got to roll that goddamn dice more, man. We've had, and, uh, we've had a campaign of zero performances, let me just say. Yeah. He starts, he starts doing a little bit of a, not a very good jig, but he's, he's rhythmic. Well, let's we'll find uh, out how good a jig uh, it is. Snoot shows up. And he's <gasps> just running around and sort of jig the Snoot. A de-escalator yeah. in any situation. Yeah. <laughs> but he's right. running in circles. Take so, a mock. Yes. What are you doing in this moment? Uh, so uh, this is so he 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 rolled his insight and kind of was just observing what the interaction oh, right. was between the prisoner and Rose. Rose. Yeah, I know what he rolled. Him. Yeah, that, that's so he is looking at, and his primary mark is still the prisoner, and he's trying to see if he can determine how he can get more leverage on the situation. So he's like, is Rose someone he can use to can play? Is the prisoner someone he can gain some insight into now? Um, that's it. This is a very, sh- he has a very shallow in, but he has circumstances that played his strengths, is how I see this. Okay. Uh, Moxie's a, uh, Moxie's a delicate situation turning into, uh, an explosive situation here. It is, it is very obvious to Mock that, uh, that this, this guard, Rose, that has come forward, has, uh, uh, has done something, has has revealed some information here that has caused the situation to go absolutely catastrophic for Mina. Like, her body language, their reaction. Now, there's straight-up panic on her face. Like, full-blown on, pan- on Mina's. And, oh, Drusten is detecting thoughts. Yeah. So simultaneous to mock reading this in all the ways that he can. He can also obviously tell that... Um, that Jota is uh, caught off guard by this. Like, Jota was not caught off guard by anything that he's been doing with you guys. It's been like, this is an engagement. This is like something I've trained for. Like, this is shit, and I'm very unhappy about all this, and I'm glad my person over there is like, convincing the crowd this is all a thing, Um, but like, but I can handle the situation. Jota has suddenly stepped into a situation that Jota does not know how to handle and has dropped his guard uh, in a moment. So, what he would like to do is take... Oh, I want to do the thoughts. Well, I, let's hear what you I, want I to do before you yeah, get yeah, the exactly. thoughts. I'm happy to be in the queue, but what I would like to do is take the moment of distance from Jota, like the, the moment of respite. Now, he is, he is distracted Rose, who is his main concern for Mina, and Mok just wants to turn and throw his weight behind Dresden and just basically just swear that he will protect Mina, he will maintain her safety, and he should go with his cousin. He should go with Dresden. Like, we've got you, just go with Dresden. Like, just an honest per- a persuasion. He wants to persuade her. Okay. Just, fo- like, follow this man. Like, she's, like, I'm, I will protect you. There's a detail about uh, uh, Mina that I forgot to mention that is okay. pretty important. That she's in handcuffs. She's in manacles. Are the manacles connected to the cart? Or they are not connected to the cart. They are. Then what if I just break those chains? Um, you can't break They those are obviously magical. Okay. Oh. Never mind. They're vibranium. They are obviously then magical. Back to the other plan. Uh, uh, manacles. Maybe it's not 
that important. They're manticles. But, yeah, but they're not attached to the cage. Mandicles. Not attached to the cage. Right. Uh, not oh, all. Okay. That, that's what I thought. So no, 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 not attached to the cage. Yeah. Just holding your wrists together. Baron, bring in something. Then I'm gonna go to Drusen's thoughts. Uh, Rose, running up, shouting, catches Baron's attention, and so he looks at her. What does she look like? Long, uh, dark blonde hair, dressed in vengeance taker leathers. Uh, young face looks um, around the same age as Mina. They both look young. Call it late teens. Uh, she's got a uh, what's that called? A fade. Uh, Shaved um, on the sides or something. Fade cut on one side uh, as her long hair sort of flows down over her shoulder on the other side. Other than that, she looks a lot like the other Vengeance Takers because she is wearing the uniform. Gotcha. Uh, not Diva Mascar, obviously, visually. She looks, uh, uh, you know, she looks human. Uh, if you're really good at sort of telling a different sort of human sub-races. Uh, I don't know. She looks high mass. She looks actually... Baron actually, hasn't gotten that good of a look at Mina from where he is, frankly. So does he look... Does she, does she look like all the rest of the humans he's been seeing in this in the city? She actually she looks distinctly Hayamaskari. Great. She's got the uh, she's got the immediate features that set the 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 Hayamaskari a little bit aside from uh, a lot of other humans uh, in the world. Great. They just have uh, you know like everything that like makes Scandinavians look of different. humans. <laughs> That's it. So I want. So Mock has told her to go with Drusen. Well, he said that no, was no, no, an intention. No, no. I'm in the queue. I'm in the queue. He's oh, in the okay. queue. He wanted to lay out his uh, uh, things. No, he's using manacles. I've got another spell I want to cast. When? No. Yeah. Okay. Drusen, the thoughts have all changed. Like, yeah. like a punch to Drusen's uh, uh, mind hole. The moment Rose shouted out Mina, the everything has changed. Uh, Mina is in Mina is in full blown panic mode, and it's obvious in her body language, and uh, it's more than obvious in her thoughts. Uh, she is screaming out. Uh, it, it's it's actually it's almost indecipherable rage. Um, it is it is the rage of uh, it is the rage of of everything collapsing. It is the he is feeling. I mean, he is feeling the thoughts oh. like blasting into the emotions of of someone's entire life coming crashing down. He is uh, uh, he's hearing it's over. That's he nice. is hearing uh, uh, it's it's all done. He's hearing I've got to save Rose. He's hearing uh, we're gonna die. This is the end. Uh, it, it, like this is it. Full blown, so. full blown panic. Complete. Uh, complete and utter, top to bottom, yes. dread. Tristan will say, in all honesty, because he's kind of reading this as a situation that Rose just revealed that she's part of a plan that's going to get her in a lot of trouble now that the rest of the popo know it. The popo uh, So he will say, in all honesty, the emotions that Mina is passing through right now. Uh, he will say, uh, Mina, your plan is holding shambles, but we can keep you safe, and more than that, I'll do my best to keep Rose safe if you'll come with us. And then he's casting knock on those manacles. 
What does knock do? <laughs> the only thing that knock does, which Choose is primarily useless, until that you can awesome. see within range. <laughs> the object can be a door, a box, a chest, a set of manacles. Oh, it's not manacles, it's handcuffs. <laughs> or another object that contains a mundane or magical means that prevents access. A target that is held shut by mundane lock that is stuck or barred becomes unlocked, unstuck, unbarred. If the object has multiple locks, only one of them is unlocked. If you choose a target that is held shut with arcane lock, the spell is suppressed for 10 minutes. Okay. When you cast a spell, a loud knock, audible from as far as 300 feet, happening from the target object. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, That's a loud spell. And, and like he's gonna Often make this way for a word of command. That's like a backfire from a call. Yeah. This one is not <laughs> obvious. Shatter he takes out the skeleton key that he used that one time that the scroll case somehow turned into. Um, and so he says, "I'll come with us if you want to live." Uh, and, uh, and Ruse wants to live as well. And uh, he points it at the manacles and just turns it. And there's this loud knock. <laughs> and the manacles come unlocked. The crowd goes, Ooh. And he's doing it more for effect than anything. Yeah, it is a loud crack right in front of, uh, right in front of Mock. And Mina looks down as the manacles just explode outwards. I mean, they explode open and just slam to the ground. They fall with like a thud and hit the ground like they weighed a hundred pounds. Um, and uh, and it just slams down and her eyes go wide as she looks down at her hands and uh, Mock, you've got a moment because things are going to get a little crazier here. I, I only imagine but like, I'm not privy to any of the shit that went down, so I gotta stay the course. Yeah, so Mock just basically looks to her and he says, he says, uh, he says, Mina will, I'll protect you, just come with my cousin. He says, I ensure your safety. Anga's gonna fly through the gate towards Rose. Uh, the other guards. Are have uh, oh, no. you know basically mostly closed the distance to uh, get among them. <laughs> two rows and uh, oh, let's see. Okay, is anyone else here? So Mock has said this. He's to been Mina. teaching Mina to follow Drustin. Yeah, she looks to Mock, who is the closest, and says. She says, tell me truthfully, who do you serve? Mock says, he leans in closely and he says, the bottom king. The look of, like, <laughs> confusion goes across her face for a moment. And, uh... That's weird. Really? He's always been a cool guy. Him? It'd have to be a whisper because he really probably doesn't want the guards to hear that. Fucking doesn't want to hear the guards to say yeah, that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, we know. He said. He said he leaned in and said, yeah. like, "That was that was the the, the intention." And she goes, "The bar king." <laughs> I think there's a half dozen cold ones in the freezer. Okay. And uh, at this same moment, Fox uh, rolls deception because he actually is serving himself at all times. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, but he does say the word. I hear. I'm right. Just, I'm, 
Okay. Bring in the love, DM. I, I said what I said. And, yeah. and all genuine tricks. I mean, that would also be a fair answer. It is a fair <laughs> answer, but it's not. That's over the top. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> okay. Is anyone else doing something in this moment, given all the stimulus uh, that your characters Baron doesn't taken understand as input. anything as Rose. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. Is but he doesn't like, understand like, what? Like Any, the significance of Rose at this point, other than because he, he's not hearing any thoughts. He's not hearing the thoughts, but he's hearing all the words, and he's seen the, the scene play out. But, you know, suppose, uh, suppose what that is, or if you want your passive insight to give you some stuff that Sam's not catching that maybe Baron might, that's always a fair ask. Uh, I mean... But, I mean, you heard his amazing insight already. It seems so. like that Rose... It, it might be good if she comes with us as yeah. well. And Tristan's got... That's what Sam's figuring out. I don't know if Baron would have figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> Baron is an extremely smart person. Yeah. He's very wise. 18 wisdom. Uh, very wise. Yeah. And Tristan's well, got well, yeah, one, another one, spell yeah. when we're ready for it. If, if you all as players can figure something out, yeah. most likely your characters... Are well, I'm also hearing a lot of things that Baron didn't hear, which helps. Uh, yeah. That's true. Fair, 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 fair. Nice, Drusen, nice anti-metagaming. You did hear Drusen say, we'll save Rose, too. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Good enough. Uh, Baron looks to the wall. What's this wall made of between him and there? Metal? This is like, uh, like, like, like wrought iron, like, basically. Wrought iron, okay. Was like, yeah. Baron, well, well, break that. Probably. Uh, but I mean, no, if I'm you're gonna... not if you're not reacting quickly, something else is going yeah. to happen. Not reacting quickly. Okay, so so right. hold that thought. Baron's like Baron's like oh, I think he's on, Baron's on the edge. Be too hasty. <laughs> Baron's on the edge of acting. Like yeah, we yeah. we can see it. His allies can see that. Like Baron's like Boy. he's seeing this all come together. He's ready. Uh, uh, Oilvane has stepped forward here, right? Yeah, he stopped blowing the whistle, and he because he's. You did. You blew the whistle. Uh, that whistle uh, you blew that whistle, baby. Uh, and he's like, yeah, he's actually up against the gate. Right the co-pilot guard has continued. Uh, is continuing to talk to the crowd. You can only overhear little bits because you're not really much paying Pick attention. Pick a card. To that. Anyone, anyone's but going, uh, uh, yeah. you know, sometimes we like to bring an extra bit of flair of the dramatic into our uh, into our scenarios to really put our guards through the paces, boy. Uh, uh, ladies and I'd gentlemen of Hiam Mascar, this has got to be one of the most exciting of all the drills we have ever had. You are all in for a treat to see this. And uh, uh, says, when you go home tonight, you can tell your families what hard work your vengeance takers uh, put in to keep you all safe and prosperous in this great city of ours. It speaks we to the say, breadth of the training that they get. <laughs> We never, all do our It does, doesn't it? Like, one year of Marshall, and then one year of crowd pleasing, and one year of Marshall. It's <laughs> just like... I do have a question. Is Scrimcorn still the little loser things? I think so. And That's are there point. still Blink Dogs? Um, Scrim, Scrimcorn has... Um, Scrimcorn has essentially got this other Vengeance Taker pinned. He's got, like, multiple points of contact on the, like, clothing and hands. Like... Gently grabbed with like the dinosaur She's teeth, restrained. but not continuing gently. to like tear in. It. Yeah. Basically, like he's he's heard what's going on. He's just doing his part, just like Bearjaw is, to like hold another one down, like keep the advantage in your favor. That's clearly what made the parlay happen. And his blink dogs, being intelligent beings, being sentient intelligent beings, are following suit. Do I get to? They're like they're the like thing? sort of just there, like uh, win. Bearjaw was going to do something in this moment. Yeah. Okay. Bearjaw was gonna turn, holding this guy. Yeah. Let's see if I can do it. To these people, 
making... Is she gonna do something with the... Uh, keep, keep going. Um, and just is, is telling them, you know, back up, boys. Uh, yes. You know, she's like making eye contact with them. She because this situation, her aura of fear. She extends her aura of, I'm gonna break this guy's neck if you so continue. So, Jota, jo- just a moment before she said that, this will make her line even better. So, oh, just before that, Jota said, uh, uh, Jota said, Restrain her. She's uh, uh, she's out of line to I'm the good, two good, good. that are and in. And then there. I'm like, oh no, you don't. <laughs> and the adventure takers in there, which Maka spent two days with them, they are not the level of training that these transport guards are. Like, had they're on, respectable. Maka had planned on that level of the training when it came to, <laughs> to, the, to the attack. At <laughs> yeah, the, they're the, they're respectable. Way they're way fine. Way. They're they're right for the job. They're, he never got a, a, a whiff of. And he never things. got a whiff of of undertraining or underperformance in the job that they are Reasonable rate of return. Yeah. Um, they, they like, hesitate. They hear the official orders. They see someone that's obviously their own contact. being held at, like, hostage. They're confused that their own person is standing right next to the person who's being held at hostage, and that part's extra confusing. Yeah. So they're really mm-hmm. taking in this whole scene there. Also, Rose <laughs> has been, like, broke rank, and they're like... What the fuck is going yeah. on? But also, they think Rose is one of theirs. Like, this is, like, probably a first yeah. departure. So they are, they are completely the- uh, stunned in their tracks. Um, they think this is a, a drill. Great, and I got it. Trucin currently getting a spell ready. He's cast a lot of spells in a row here, so let yeah. Me know so he's not going. He's not going. Yeah. Out. Just let uh, me know it. Mock has just leaned in and answered the question. The Bard King. Just a moment of hesitation before Mina says, "Good enough." And uh, she jumps out of the cage towards the gate. And, uh... Long jump? Well, towards the gate. A yeah. long jump! In the direction Barely toward, like, <laughs> okay. distance-wise, not there at all. She's okay. already strength scoring by around 15, 20, no. so... I just yeah. jumped towards San Francisco, but I'm yeah. six feet. <laughs> yeah. Six the angle of her velocity <laughs> is towards the gate. Her velocity is an average human jump. <laughs> it's just my own mind doing things. So she, she sort of jumps out yeah. of the hole in the cage because the other prisoners are, uh, uh, the, one of the other way. prisoners has actually been restrained by one of the vengeance the vengeance taker that was shooting arrows at well, you in the back. Like grabbed them and like held them and is like kind of left in the wind here because no one's giving him an order. So he's like got one of them held yeah, and like exactly. but the other is like disappeared into the crowd. End of the day, I'm not the asshole here. Surrender yeah. yourself. And that's the one nearest Drewston. He's like looking at Drewston who's talking about this. He's holding a prisoner. He's not I'll, harming I'll, the I'll prisoner. Follow, I'll follow Kalen's lead here. Yeah, get him. Perfect. So, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> so we got all that going, and so when Mina uh, jumps out of the cage, she takes a couple quick steps forward, and then her hands go out, and she holds her hands in a circular motion as you hear a ticking, the loud ticking of a clock as she grabs the air and twists Whoa. it in a counterclockwise fashion, and you hear a tick, 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 and as uh, she does so, you see the uh, you see the broken key in the gate jut out of the gate and fall to the ground, and the gates uh, uh, and the gates fly open uh, back to their position they were at uh, before Bearjaw had closed it ah, and locked it. it. And uh, uh, and she reaches her hand out and says, "Rose, come now!" And Rose does not hesitate and sprints forward, yeah. grabbing Rose's hand. Where's our Mina Mini? We need a Mina Mini. We'll get. I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna get the very. Mina's looking very. 
Are we ready for a I just think road trip? I need to just for a for a I think that won't help much if they see us do it. Yeah. Dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> Bear chest just stands at the bottom of it. He's like, just like, just try. Everything to walk is off this stairs. Because they can come in the door. Yeah. But not if. So not Bear chest. She does. grabs Rose's hand. Uh, uh, pulls her forward, looks to mock uh, Andrewson, says, What's your plan? Uh... And just then, <laughs> you hear the whirring. As overhead, Remember, you are on the bottom layer of Skyclave, so there is a roof above your heads for the second layer of Skyclave. But this first layer of Skyclave is a very, very high roof. I mean, hell, the, the Center for Rehabilitation of the Unscrupulous is a five-story building, and there's plenty of space between the top of that and the next layer. So sure. it's, like, up there, but it's... It's up there. Way the hell up. It's, like, 100 feet up. Or yeah, something. yeah, And, um... Right, call it, yeah, call it roughly 100 feet up. There There's got to be, like, consistent vertical channels throughout the whole a tower lot. so yeah. people can, like... If you remember, the middle of the Center for the uh, the Rehabilitation yeah. of the Unscrupulous is a massive, like, 50 feet wide uh, pillar yeah, that goes all the way up the top. Yeah. And there are many of those elegantly woven into the buildings and architecture of everything here. Yeah, but there's a lot on this bottom layer. There is a lot of those. But, but also just like a platform game. Like there's those holes, fall essentially, through. like big yeah. holes that things can fly through between the different levels of the tower. I haven't described it as such. Um, is it I don't know how air travel would work otherwise. No, he's coming from the side. He's oh. not coming from up above. Yeah, okay. Are we no. hearing the whirly gig? Oh, yeah, you're hearing. The Whirly Gig. With the yeah. ladder lowered. I got a flying machine! <laughs> yes. And, uh... He's got a whistle in his way he talks. Too. And, yeah. uh, you hear a return of the whistle. <laughs> I can't do it. Do the noise. That's way better. Uh, Amazing. As he's blowing it in response, yeah. and as he, uh, as he sees Oil Vane, he says... Did somebody request a flying machine? <laughs> As this, uh, you see the big spinny whirly gig of the of the spiral Da Vinci style flying machine. A platform below it, just large enough to fit all of you. Yeah, just um, all of you, almost comfortably, and uh, and he starts lowering it down and. Uh, Jota, like, takes a look at all the escalations that have just happened in this situation, and uh, uh, Mox sees before she does it, she's off guard, or not she, he, he's off guard. He's like, he dropped his guard, he panicked at the Rose situation, he called to his guards, they didn't respond. Mox sees that, like, he's about, he's about to lift up that, like, great sword again. He's about to, like, try to stop the situation with what he is perhaps best at. Um, but Mock can see it coming before it's going to happen. Mock's going to just raise the blade to his throat, and he says, No blood, and they're coming willingly. And just feeds him his own words. Uh, yeah, and he... Damn it. His blade is, his blade is halfway up by the time Mock gets that blade held very expertly to the, uh, uh very expertly to the throat as he pulls, uh... And he, um, he just, 
He looks Mock in the eyes. He's got, like, his hands on the sword. Mock can see that calculation, like, could he whip his blade forward before the strike could, blow, you know, before Mock's strike could land? Would it be worth it if he could strike a blow what to Mock, even if it's going to yeah. get his, his own throat slit? Like, he sees that, like, the soldier calculation and the tip of the sword, like, it drops, it drops, and his guard drops. Mock is in the nod, right? Like, again, this is like another day type of situation, right? Both of them are calculated. No one's being hot here. Getting on the, the flying machine. Platform. The flying machine comes down in front of the horses, uh, uh, landing down to the ground. And yeah, it's just the platform lays down and it's like ramps on all sides. It's basically like a big circular ramp that just sort of like leads up to the area where you stand. That's how you can get onto it. Um, and he, uh, yeah, he lands and he says, I'd get on board if I were you. I saw a lot more of them coming this way. Tristan. Yes or no dice. Running <laughs> over. Uh, and cast Mage Hand on those manacles and takes the manacles with him. <laughs> Magic manacle. Uh, uh, that's a pretty good call, actually. Okay, write that down. <laughs> you're not going to not gonna be disappointed. Oh, you've got to pick a pocket or two. Uh, Baron stands by the edge of the platform and says, Hurry up, all! Let's, uh, let's mosey it out to here. And he really acts and goes, Again, we do this for the good of Skyclave. You won't clear. regret this. You won't regret it. Uh, Jota has sheathed, uh, uh, has sheathed his greatsword and is walking away from you all and is moving to the crowd and you hear his voice like ring out over the crowd. Thank you all again for coming to our uh, to our security drill of the vengeance takers here. Please, all of our vengeance takers, take a bow today. And they they all like they're all just falling in step. They like bow as you guys are getting on the airship and it starts taking off. Jason does a scan to tech thoughts, and they're all thinking like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna get such a bad job review today." Oh, show me you such a bad job review today. <laughs> oh, I might need to the promotion. So, what, what, what's the place called? Like the voluntary, like yeah. the low point? No, no, no. The prison. What's it called? Like oh, center, center for rehabilitation. For rehabilitation. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna need some rehabilitation yeah. after this. They all just check themselves. Check themselves. I'm so ashamed. Um, I was a bad boy. And in an instant, and within a few seconds. Scrimcorn, who has uh, uh, transformed back into his uh, um, rat cat cloak self. I was gonna say less gross self, but his more gross self, his, his other self, his uh, his rat, clack, rat cat cloak self. Yeah. Um, has gotten on board. The blink dogs have blinked away, and the uh, Drustin, Oilvane, Baron, Mock, Bearjaw, and Aurora. Mina and Rose hand in hand as Mina has. Mina's like a little bit dragging Rose like behind. Rose is the one looking a little more panic eyed in this entire situation. Uh, uh, Mina has like kind of put that business face back on as she uh, uh, as she pulls her on board and away we go as the uh, as the pilot here pulls a lever pulls another lever there's like a rope here that he pulls it makes the like the big spinny whirly gig like spin a whole bunch as the thing lifts off very rickety as like some of you are almost oh, 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 oil 
We've all seen the amazing level of airships that like li- that like uh, exist here. The blonde one too. And we clearly got like a B minus. <laughs> and he says, well, "Those poles are for holding on, and I do recommend." As he uh, cranks a lever forward, no, and the thing it's a free just starts flying forward uh, uh, through the streets. Off in the edge of country, and who knows when we'll see them again. <laughs> through the streets of Hyamaskar towards the edge of the first layer of Hyamaskar where the open air will be. Yeah. Is it bigger or smaller than Grimbar's first balloon? His first balloon, uh, uh, comparable. comparable. Uh, you know, the, 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 the <laughs> so as an entire flying machine, quite a bit smaller because a hot air balloon is, a, is an enormous uh, structure above the balloon. This, the actual like flying machine apparatus thing above is relatively small relative to a balloon. Like way smaller footprint, in, way smaller volume in that way. The platform where you stand down there in the ballpark of Grumbar's uh, balloon basket. Yeah, but uh, far less um, secure because it doesn't have walls on the outside. That's true, yeah. We could fly out at any second if we let go. Oh, let's get a little different music Guess here. we gotta hold on. Should we interrogate her now while she's friendly? Uh, fuck yeah. Because within the hour, she's going to be don't really you mean angry. Make, make friendly conversation? Uh-huh. I sure think so. Oh, wrong, wrong mood. Hang on. And I think you're the dwarf to do it. I think we have Rose, too, so yeah. I'm not sure how that affects the, her Mina's uh, mood. Or she may be friendly, oh, but not necessarily. Here. A little grease to grease the wheels of conversation. The, the flying apparatus flying rapidly over the streets of Hyamaskar. Oh, my timer just went off, Sam, so if you can pull the beers out. Oh, you're doing that anyway. Uh, Sam's internal timer. That was uh, 30 minutes, so perfect. Uh, Yes, the flying over the streets of Hyamaskar, only about 30 seconds to a minute into the flight, you see several vengeance takers in quick, like, uh, like, I want a name for this. I was trying to use it for the other things, like running, but running in a sort of soldierly, like still at the ready way. Like running running in formation, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like running in formation forward as they like hesitate and see the flying machine go overhead. They're clearly like distracted for just a moment, but they keep going towards where they were called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. Uh, And another two, three, four minutes after that, break the threshold of the edge of the Tower of Skyclave, seeing open sky up ahead as he uh, as he says, ah, this one can be a thing! And he pulls another lever and the flying machine wrenches upwards, like huge, like the your stomach contents just slammed down to the uh, to the bottom of your uh, uh, to the bottom of your guts as uh, as it lifts up rapidly and forward heading away from Skyclave. I got a lot of pizza if you want, man. Oh, sure. Um. Oh! <laughs> uh, Mina Love. Now that we got you and your rules safe here, I'm so glad that we found you in time. That we were able to extricate our good friend here. Oh, uh, is there anything we can give you to make you feel more comfortable? Are you cold? Do you need food or... Who are you? What what are you doing here? And why... Why have you done this? 
And and Rose looks to Mina and says, Who are these people? I'm Baron Boulder, Kalanick of Moradin. Outspoken and truthful. Ah. Our motives are... Complicated. Complicated, but uh, we're attempting to get to Deep Mascar, and we're attempting to dismantle a smuggling ring as a means of doing so. And you seemed like a good lead. Rose and Mina look at each other. And, uh, and Mina says, you don't work for my father. Don't know who your father is. Would love to know. He says, you don't work for Val. I've met him. We've told him we're working for him, but we're not. The consortium? <laughs> not sure what that is. The what? <laughs> what? Who is that? Explain that one. Or we won't know if we work for that friend. The monster. Maybe. What? Probably not. Who's the consortium? Who's your father and what's the consortium? <laughs> she says, why did you come for me? Val wanted you rescued. So Val did send you. All right. And so we lied to him. That's why we're not bringing you to him. She looks back at Skyclave <laughs> as if... There's a bit of evidence towards that, uh, uh, towards that claim. Are we heading back and to Mark, it? And Mark says, didn't lie. Uh, no plan, not even a hint of a plan has been laid about where to go when you get on a flight. This is one of those flashbacks where, leave where either Boilervane said something or nobody said anything. No, no, I mean, <laughs> his orders are he's, uh, he's getting away from Skype. Yeah, we Perfect. can tell him where to go. That, that. Well, evasive maneuvers, but slowly. Hey, well, we so... Uh, Vol said you were to be interrogated, and that would be very bad for someone, if you were. And so he wanted you rescued. Mark says, I wasn't lying. We work for the Bardic King. Yeah, he's told us that he can get us to Deeper Mascar. So we thought it might be the better way to go instead of working for Vol. You want to go to Deeper Mascar? They both say at the same time. Alright. <laughs> we have business there. Unrelated to the shenanigans of what's going on in your city. Uh, Rose sits down and uh, and just like space. she's holding her head uh, uh, in her hands, but Mina is still standing there and says, "What's your relationship? Sisters, friends, lovers? Can't quite make it out." You want to get to Deepa Mascar, <laughs> so you're doing a job for the Bard King and pretending to be doing a job for Vol to. Break me out of the center. It's all very exciting. I've never done anything like For this. For what? Ah, ah, ah. You finally figured it out. <laughs> yes. Very nice. <laughs> well, it kind of makes sense if you look at it from far away and squint a bit. It says, well, I wish I could say we're standing far away and squinting a bit, but that doesn't seem to be the situation here. Because you really fuck things up back there. Hey, apologies. Yeah, what did we fuck up? You're supposed to be my friend. To what are you trying to do? What a friend? You're supposed to be a friend? Am I spelled by you right now? Oh. Yeah, when's that spell end? In an hour. An hour. Awesome. And so this is how you treat your friend. Before that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we better we better improve the mood, or else things are really going uh, yeah. to the cliff. Uh, he says. Uh, I, uh, apologize, uh, we did not know what we were getting into there. Uh, tell us more, uh, and we can seek a way to fix it. Rose looks up at Mina and says, they're all gonna know now. Who, who's gonna know? He says, this whole thing is, uh, uh, this whole thing is screwed up. 
A lot, and, of, a lot of vague references to thing and it. Mina, like, just touches her hand to Rose's head. And she says, You have no idea what lives you have ruined by your activities today. I feel certain I probably agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> There's Jota! <laughs> like, I'm sure that, like, at least for half the party, an overwhelming aura of not giving much of a fuck comes through. There's just a lot of shoulders. Oh yeah, Skrimcorn is just like, oh, mission successful. He's like sitting in the corner like, just happy as a lion. Thing and thinking about her awesome new moves that she yeah, just that did, cool. and Mop's just like... He was so scared when he thought Mop's they would break like, his neck. Mop's just like, for more information and stuff, like not really <laughs> too emotive himself. Yeah, what all do you know about the smuggling ring in, in Hayamaskar and Skyclave? Skyclave and Deepa Maskar, rather. Deepa Skyclave. Deepa Skyclave. She looks the to The principal actors would be very important information to know. She says, you're trying to take down the smuggling ring? Ah, uh, I believe so, unless you have other suggestions? It's a futile action if I've ever heard of one. Oh, why would you say that? Sounds like you agree with Val. It says, what, that if you strike it down, it's just gonna pop back up? Five years later? No, that if you strike it down, the entire economy of Skyclave collapses, so why touch it at all? Ha! <laughs> she laughs at that. Yeah. Uh, I like her. I must say, human cities seem very strange to me. Poorly organized. Says, there's way too much gold at stake for that to even be possible. M- Mark says, uh, She says, you all know so little, yet you acted so big. I'm uh, physically very large. Well, Mark gets grumpy at that as... as Somebody mouth as a roar mouth. That's pain. And Mock gets extremely grumpy. He's like, "Ah, oh, this is entirely coincidental." He says, "You are the only lead that the Barnes King gave us. He's trying to solve a problem that he doesn't understand at all, and we are in the way because we hate to do paperwork and have no time. We have our own pressing concerns as well." Rose looks up at Mina again and says, It was in the public streets. You know who was watching. They've seen everything. They're going to come after us. Stop using general pronouns and stop naming names. We can't help you with your problems if you don't let us in. Okay. Mina says, Okay, I'll use the words you understand. Vol and his people definitely saw what you did down there and saw where we're going and what we're in. He has people on pursuit right now. I guarantee it. I'm too valuable to let get away this way. That's why we laid out the plan we did that you all screwed up tonight. Whoops. Why would Ball hire us if you already had a plan to accomplish what Ball wants? He takes in a deep oh, breath. you go into the prison to escape Ball, perhaps. Says, here we go. One of you, between all of you, has got half a brain. Ah, <laughs> uh, that makes sense. You're going willingly. And Rose, were you the accomplice on the inside then, or something? She's just like, her, her hands are like completely in her hands. She's got tears running down her face. And I'll we'll give uh, you a minute, Rose. Rose needs a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. As I said, what is the relationship between you and Rose? She says, well, it's all shot to shit now. She says, we got about... Ten minutes left on this plane of existence. Oh, I, I, 
That is pretty handy in a scrap that you're suggesting is coming. We did is there something good. more dramatic and magical yes, you're that suggesting? That's good. good, yes. You're and, uh, you're good at what we did. As you're saying, is now she's talking, like, she just keeps looking back at Skyclave. What? Mark, did Mark you forget says, something? Is the oven on? Mark says, look, is there no place safe to go where we can have a chat? And it's a dress dinner. Um, I think we land and uh, go to ground. We can buy some time. What's your passive perception? Huge. I know. <laughs> Terms yeah. What's everyone's passive perception? I, I got my cheat sheet. I got a cheat sheet right here. Uh, Is it still 17? 19? Yeah. Is your passive investigation still 21? Yep. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So he's putting together a lot of these clues really Just fast. to figure this out already, he just hasn't said <laughs> The strings have all been connected on the big Just doing the surface thoughts and everything else, he's yeah. like, oh, that's what's going on. Tristan likes seeing Baron figure it out. Yeah. He wants to give him a chance, you yeah. know? Asking if you're leading questions, like, and then what? He just gives you a slow clap at the end and say, oh, you finally got it. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes style. <laughs> nice. Um, thank you, sir. Hey, what? Uh, you find your own tree. Find your own tree. The hairs. The hairs on the back of Drusen's neck. Drusen's. The hairs on Drusen's beard stand up, bristle, as Mina looks back sharply towards Skyclave at the same moment as uh, Drusen sees just a hint of a glint, a reflection, a trick of the light, at the same time as Mina says, they're here. What? Do I see anything over there? Are we gonna have a sky chase? Why is, no. Music playing! Oh, here's some. Is it coming? Oh, it's quiet, I gotta turn it up. Mad Max. Let's get wild. <laughs> A moment later, three sleek vessels polished to a mirror shine, their profile almost impossible to see at a long distance. The metal chassis elongated and narrowed to weave, uh, uh, obviously designed to weave through crowded civilian streets and structures. It appears as though they were crafted in porcelain and glazed with an iridescent sheen gleaming above a shifting palette of deep grays and purples lit by an otherworldly bonfire orange glow beneath the chassis which holds one person within a dark glass capsule. The vehicles seem as though they would be perfectly suited to pursuit beneath the sea though they glide through the air just as easily as they fan out from a, uh, from like being that called a straight line away from you to hide each other as they fan out into a V formation uh, and your pilot looks back and he says, oh, hold on to your butts and pulls the lever as the ship wrenches to the left, almost turning entirely to the side as everyone is grabbing on Centrifugal to force. the holes. Thank God. Uh, a dazzling green bolt of energy uh, uh, flies towards your ship, just nicking a bit of the platform you're on as you see the wood just disintegrate into dust as it goes away, a huge chunk of that part of the ship missing. Roll 
Initiative. Oh, this track doesn't oh, look good. Not that much. Hey, when I point at you, tell me your initiative. Then. Uh, oh, nine. On, Six. Nine. I think it's in the box right there, next to the wood box in the box. Isn't it all of you and then the guys? You sure? I don't know, what was the numbers? Uh, we still kind of need the order so we can do it. Yeah, it's useful. Yeah, I got... Oh! Not in the bowl though, so it's a win. Oh good, that is a win. It literally passed through my Alright, let's get those numbers up on the board there. I'm going first. Drewston! Drewston passed Brickstone, he climbs up into it, and then the ship just goes. <laughs> and then the ships crash into it. Now, the situation is a bit unusual compared to what you are used to. The distances involved here are quite large. The yeah. chances of something being within 30 or even 60 feet in a high-speed pursuit like this is going to be not the norm. Uh, uh, and as such, feel free to be creative with your use of your skills and your abilities to aid in trying to come out of the situation alive one way or another. Anything you could do to assist your pilot in in, uh, navigating or pulling maneuvers would absolutely be on the table. Question. Yes. What's the terrain below? The terrain below uh, uh, that you have uh, just started transitioning to was a nice grassy area that turned it into uh, brown, um, uh, what would it be called? Mesas and valleys and deserts, you know, appropriate for a cool chase scene. Tundra. Or like, t- oh no, no, like you're talking about like, ice. I mean, if you want to see, you want to like see the map desert. area. You're saying a see desert, where we're at. but not no, a sandy No, no, I'm describing desert. what it looks like. Okay. Dirty desert, not sandy desert. Like, like you you're know, about like Independence Day, like airplane chase. Yeah, like that stuff. Whatever that terrain is called. Yeah, like canyons. Like brown desert canyons. canyons. It is desert canyons. That is simple as that. I don't know why the word wasn't coming in. It's okay. Desert canyons down below. Desert I don't care if it's next to Skycliff or not. It is now. Okay, the order is Drewstone, Oil Vane, Bear Job, Baron Mock, Skypedos. Skypedos? Yeah. Uh, so these are. It's the worst kind of. These people. sound like single man <laughs> fighters from your description. They are. They're the worst. They're the worst pilots, uh, Single pilot. Very fast fighters. Perfect. So that is what you are seeing. They, like, speed difference, they can outrun you easily. Yeah. Yeah, these great. things are screaming through the sky. Then uh, screaming around Minerals and so on. Uh, Greg, if we have a spell that is centered on location, can we center it on the platform itself? Oh, you mean does it move with you? Yeah. I mean, the rules of magic are strange. When you cast it in a room, technically, in the frame of reference of the cosmos, yes. it's moving at, uh, at, at billions of miles per hour. Forgotten so. Realms does not move through space. Space moves around the realm. Yeah, I'm gonna this say, is a different cosmos. I'm going to say... Yes, cool. this airship is substantial enough 
for the rules, the, the physics rules of the arcane, such as they are, you are mean, able to get purchase on the platform. In like the tagging system, the tag is may localize. <laughs> Otherwise, you're like your your runes that are protecting your ancient wizard tower would be like off location as continental drift occurs. Right, it's like oh, glacial drift, we need an account. We need another controls engineer to create a model for, for, the, <laughs> for over time. So controls can, engineer. Yeah. I mean, a whole campaign centered around the strange, you know, ancient structures that are all now screwed up because of what? continental drift Most and the arcane. wizards are also, also double as great curlers because they can like slow roll their spells as they just like let them fly <laughs> off of their hands. We just need this to move at about two inches per year. <laughs> exactly. That's delicate now? That's too much three inches. So yes, good question and yes, you can tether your spell to the airship platform. To the You're basically just flying enchanting machine. the platform. I wish knock automatically opened whatever you unlock because I love the idea of opening Oh, that could look poorly. What if you could unlock their little airplanes? Yeah. Is that what you were going for? But it could unlock, but it doesn't open it. Okay. Anyways. Flew open? I want to cast Fog Cloud on us to protect us from more of those shots, but then it would stop us from attacking That's the major problem. Uh, I'm ready to go whenever. Okay. So if, uh, we're all, if we're all together, let's figure it out. Uh, 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 I got like one big attack left in me. Yeah. Uh, I got like a, I got a four, one fourth level spell. I'm out of thirds, so I can do a big right. fireball. But, but okay. Mark, Eric is ready, so he's gonna go yeah, in okay. three seconds if someone else isn't. Get it. Go, go, if you don't mind. Okay, Mock is now first. Mock, kind of like rolling away from the uh, the uh, the pitching and bucking platform as like a part gets scraped off. It's bloody hell! And he's like, can you see what's happening up there? And he goes, sure you can! And Mock goes, oh! And he climbs up to the, the, like the top level and pulls out his spyglass. Nice. <laughs> Perfect! Spyglass! And he's kind of straddling the back of the whirly gig, wherever the pilot's at. I still can't fully visualize what the fuck we're flying on. Even being on it, it is hard to fully visualize how any of this works or where everyone it's is. It's fucking built like Cthulhu, and that's the impact it's having on my mind. I'm visually like, imagine a flying machine, and then like someone took a kitchen table and strapped it upside down underneath it. And you're standing on that upside-down kitchen table. All I get is the kitchen table. I can't do the rest. So whatever's up there, though, Mock's got a hold of it. Arm, legs, whatever. And he just he's looking through a sky cl- spyglass, calling out these things as they turn. He's like, I'm firing three degrees to the left, pitch to the right, and uh, screaming at the top of his lungs as he as he calls out firing locations and which attackers up. Um. Roll. I probably should roll something. We're in initiative. Um. Yeah. No. No. Call it a. Uh, call it a help action for sure. Yeah. With whatever allies you want. Let's not be too picky about totally. this. Um, well, how about and, I leave it out there like a fate thing, and someone can just use it? Yeah. It makes sense. Leave it. Leave it out there for that. But go ahead and give us a. Uh, give us a roll to see how well it works. We're Great. going very loose on the sort of combat mechanics here. Fourteen. Solid. Fourteen. Natural fourteen. We'll see what skill of mine we use for that. Oh, unless you want. That's perception. You're. Great. You're. Great. you're 18 total. You're taking in the scene. Okay, cool. That's two advantages for people to use. Nice. Okay. Uh, who's next? Uh, Flip your thing down if you've already gone. We'll just we'll do it old fake style. Your 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 name. 
Because otherwise you mean you don't want to do this fight anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't want to do fight. I was wondering who was going to say something first. Uh, Baron turns to Mina, uh, who's, I guess Rose is still not chatty, and says, Who's after us? Says, It's Vol. It's Vol and his people. Fine. And, uh. <laughs> murders. <laughs> Holy murders. Uh. Fine. Is it is it likely they're ever going to be within 150 feet of us? Uh, Mox calling yes, out yes. their ranges yes. and their attacks. Uh, yeah. Mox calling out like they're yeah they're, they're like the way that they're moving and sure Mox uh, uh, Mox got the beat on one. Two hundred yards incoming, Baron. Hundred twenty. Exactly. Great. Um, he would love it if he could catch catch multiple in an area. It's a twenty foot radius. Fear? There's no way. Never gonna get more than they're one. Not even. They're, they they will you're, not ever. You're lucky to be hit because of the 20 foot radius sphere. Great. How many are there again? There are three. Three. Okay. I'm gonna have these be the three, six, nine. Ninety six. Make sure I got the right numbers. Yeah. Okay. As uh, Baron reaches forth his hands. Gripping the leg of the platform that they're on, <laughs> waiting for a moment as these things flitting in range, as he says, uh, as he sort of gives the chances, Moradin, grab me a number of your ever burning forge and burn my enemies! Nice. Actually, he says, burn my, as he holds it for a moment, his hand glowing <laughs> white hot until and then the Mark moment. says, no! 150 enemies. <laughs> As, uh, so it's a save. It's a dex save. Nice, actually. God, a bunch of fun. Ooh, 19. Shit. They needed 15, so they definitely made that. So it'll be half damage. Half damage it is. Actually, so, some good damage there. So, so that's five, ten, fifteen. Plus twelve is twenty-seven. That's thirty. Thirty-five. Cut in half. Is 17 and a half, is that right? Uh, so, 17. 17. Yeah. Hearty. Fire, if that makes a difference. Yeah, here are three fighters flying at us. We can assign damage or So they're attackers. all like, uh, like a mirror metallic shine. Uh, on all of them, but they each have a slightly different tint. One with a bluish tint, one with a reddish tint, and one, uh, uh... Pearlescent. One pearlescent. As our three dragons here represent. Cool, we don't get to use our dragon minis very often. We don't, so and we've never used that excuse. guy. As a bead of flame flies forth from Baron's outstretched palm, flying through the sky, the, uh, the twisting desert valleys streaming down below, and, uh, it bursts in a sphere, which only just partially catches this. Uh, it's the yeah the 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 fighter like immediately like rolls left like does like a two roll spin as the explosion starts and it uh, and you hear it as it moves to the left and uh, the explosion catches it on the cool. side. Um, uh, and you see some of the flames on it like still burning as it uh, uh, as it maneuvers. So Drew knock over your name. So Drew is gonna climb on up. Uh, to do we have a name for this guy yet? The pilot. Uh, yes or no? We don't yet. Yappy. 
Old Gappy. Old Gappy. And no, he he yells out as this is happening, and he pulls it to the left. He says, "My name's Old Gappy." And <laughs> he gets up there and says, uh, "Old Gappy, uh, I saw these uh, these uh, 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 canyons on the way in." Uh, and he, as they flew in, and he was studying the area, he wants to remember some places where the gyrocopter would have a distinct advantage over these faster vehicles. Maybe a place with sharper turns, so that as the gyrocopter goes around, one of the fast vehicles goes past them or into the wall. Sure, so, you tell me what it looks like, but roll for... Uh, intelligence, hmm, nature, yeah. investigation. Um, use an advantage from mock. Again. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it should be the same skill that uh, perception is. Perception. So I think it should be wisdom okay. and um, and call it a call it your a perception. Okay. It's a it's a it's a past perception. It's a recollection of your perception. But I think that's I think it's in the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Way. And then I'm getting help. Yeah, from yeah that. please. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's gonna be a twenty-two. Uh, a little better than my past at all. That's great. Uh, yeah, so he just remembers an area with a lot of, like, natural archways that twist and turn with, like, stone columns and all that. He's like, point the way! And these have better speed, but probably better cornering on ours. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly so what it's A bunch of turns. Sorry. Very classic Independence Day style. Nice. And uh, he pulls a lever here, a rope here, and he says, uh, he says, Watch out on the right! As he pulls yeah. a big lever, and a part of the platform just falls down, like just detaches <laughs> from the flying machine what? and falls down to the okay, ground. He says, "That's an extra ten gold, by the way." As the ship just like plummets oh, downwards and and goes heads down oh, into the canyons, going through the archways that oh, uh, oh, that Drewston is pointing that out. Way, that way. Oil vein. Muffin game over. And put scream corn down so it's not distracting. Although, no, leave it up because we should flavor it. No, put it down. <laughs> uh, oil vein. Oil vein. Uh, as soon as he saw these uh, these uh, approaching uh, vehicles are you know in pursuit of us, uh, he had uh, put away the goo wand, put it on his <laughs> wand. Non-lethal weapon, uh, gonna just stow that. One wand. Kill these fuckers, they made my, my sweet ride sticky. <laughs> and then so he uh, reach, you know, he puts that away and then he pulls out the wand of the war mage. And you see the spiral banding like uh, form around his arm and the arm unfurls. And he mashes the uh, the wand of the war mage back into his arm in the right direction this time. Or so he thinks. Depending. Direction. Uh, things go. The direction that has historically worked best for him. Yeah. Yeah. So then he contracts the spiral, and the the spiral it closes, and then it, it starts to unfurl again. And uh, you can hear. I don't have my uh, my deep speech sounds ready, but you can hear the rumble of the of it. And uh, and uh, yeah, he starts casting his uh, chaos bolt. Nice. So, All right. What's like the range, range on that? Uh, the range is 120 feet. Good. Not too bad. Yeah. Basically, you can go for the same one that Baron was getting. It's closing in fast as Box calling out the ranges. Yeah, Box calling out. Too far oil! And he sees oil, like, charging it up. Like, freaking Mega Man X. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, hold, hold! You, you call it up, man. And I'm using my inspiration, too. Oh, yeah. inspiration! Roll the die! Inspiration. 
Inspiration. Inspiration. Oh, we all went there. My brain went there too. All right, yeah, we're selling park. Let's see, that is, uh, yeah, this is my advantage, so this is 15 plus 9, that's 24. Oh, you nail it. Nailed him! Nailed him! What sort of chaos? Let's see. Let's figure out what the chaos chaos happens. Oh, let's see. Who did the inspiration do? Mm, that's interesting. Not Hasn't been rolled yet. Sparkly, though. Uh, so, uh, as the uh, the gray, like this kind of neutral colored grayish kind of energy unfurls from his hand and flies out with a little bit of a shockwave, it, uh, it moves forward and starts crackling, and uh, for, uh, little bits of electricity start appearing around it. And, uh, and it starts pulsing as it goes, and then it hits the, uh, whatchamacallit? Skypedo. The Skypedo with a thunderous, uh, boom. Thunderous blast as you can hear it, like, uh, your ship rumbles as the air around you just catches the thunder as it, uh, uh, as it rumbles, and that entire ship, like, uh, uh, like, goes off balance, but quickly catches, like, right back on pursuit as the thunder throws it off to the side. What's the damage? 17 thunder damage. Really? Wow, you guys both did 17 damage. How about that? Um, all right, and uh, that's the blue one. For say, We could put it a little closer to indicate it's the one that's like in closest pursuit. Um, and uh, here is our inspiration roll for the diamond. We've been doing this, by the way, Kevin, action. and it's been actually a lot of fun. And yeah, it's been fun. Because it doesn't... More, hey, it's more dice rolls, which you yeah. all agree is great. It's more dice rolls, and because it can move to the best... Yeah, uh, scrim corn. Scrim. scrim corn. So we re-roll when the person's not here. Oh, that'll count. Bear job. Bear job. Bear job. Oh, you're next. next. Yes. That's the best possible that's result. That's the best possible result. All right. All right, and if it rolls the same person that just used it, that's when it goes to the GM. That's right. Nice. I like it. That's not where you want it to go. Um, okay, so Bearjaw, uh, as we're going underneath one of these arches, Bearjaw's just going to, like try to hit it so that it collapses onto whoever comes under it next. Well, I'm sorry, I, I missed what you were hitting? The, the, arch, the, arch, the arch, stone arch. arch. The stone Got it. arch. Yes. Like, oh, oh, like, oh, I love it. Like, she'll wait Inspiration? Till Inspiration? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna... yeah sorry. Did Was that I... easy misses? Not pointing fingers at anyone? <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I, I, I believe. All right. I believe. Okay. Inspiration attacks as you're throwing in the hammer. Yeah, I'm throwing the hammer. Okay, uh, that's plus seven on that, so that's a twenty-one. Why is it plus seven? Isn't it not plus damage? Hammer, hammer thrown is plus seven. Oh, but mm, should be strength plus all your bonuses, right? Uh, well, I'm looking down so here. So I configured I configured this custom weapon on your sheet, and I believe I screwed it up because it should be the same uh, plus yeah. ten that well, the melee. I'll it's, take it's twenty-four. The plus the provisions I'll bonus, take plus, plus three. Should be twenty-four. I'll take twenty-four. Yeah, it should be plus ten. I don't know why we missed that. It's been that way for a I've while. I've been adding seven this whole time. Well, you've been kicking ass anyway, and no one's died. So. It's true. <laughs> Move it's on. true. I did uh, really well. <laughs> I'm has anyone felt Bearjaw has not been amazing in every fight? Bearjaw's been great. Uh, Speak up and, now. And, and no. I, I, I have been. It's <laughs> okay. I am literally in my seat is positioned to just look over Kaylin's shoulder on everything she does. Yeah, I don't no. think we've missed that many. No, we're good. No, All right. Um, not by that much. Not by okay, that much. so because plus seven's an extremely respectable uh, attack. Yeah. Before the yeah. plus three. My great axe is plus seven though. Um. Okay. 
So, uh, yes, yeah, the hammer, give it a description here. Oh, You're yeah, getting... it goes end over end, and it hits not the middle of the arch, but, like, the very frail, like, it, it kind of narrows down to a point as it kind of connects to the edge of this canyon that we're going to. And the, the strike itself doesn't, like, explode the the structure. It just, it fractures it in just the kind of way where it's it's just, it's, like, setting off a domino effect. It's it just starts to immediately just... You know, across the whole thing, and it's just coming down on whoever's underneath it next. All right, uh, whoop, because that's freaking awesome. All right, let's. Ah, um, hey, there's Banerja! Bring the whole canyon down! Bring it all down! Bring it down! Yeah, remind me on their turn, that's when I want to narrate that. Okay. Can you um, roll the dice again? Huh? Did you use inspiration? Yeah, I used my inspiration. Oh, oh, roll the inspiration die, right, right. Roll the die. That's hey. a justice. Hey, you got justice. You get the diamond. You can take it out of its thing. No, no, no one can really see it. It's good to pass. It's good to pass. It's, it's easier to pass. Continue. Sorry. You want to stab some pole. But we do have a polishing cloth with it. <laughs> now All right. Uh, knocked a thing over, and so Scrimcorn is Aurora uh, and Mina a horde of bees or something. Mm, <laughs> he can't summon flying things. I yeah. think he's a horde of bees are bad at flying bees. He summons bees and they're immediately left behind. Bugs to splatter on the windshield is what I was thinking. Actually, a bunch of beetles. Uh, no, that's he what dies. he does. Yeah. He reapparates as himself, and then it's just clinging Scrimcorn, onto it. No, Scrim, Scrimcorn just, like, sort of uh, <laughs> raises his hands. He, like, looks around into the winds and says, Yadam! As, uh, yeah, just, like, flies and bees and a bunch of insects like just sort of, like, desert locusts. flying yeah. towards as they, like, fly up from the bottom, and they just start slapping into that, that like, glass Can dome it. that they are inside. <laughs> no windshield wipers. <laughs> and yeah, it's just splash, 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 splash. Fucking assholes. Um, and that's that's it, right? That's the end of our uh, thing. So everyone lift up your things. Aurora, okay. Mina, and Rose. Yeah. So, uh, Aurora's got, uh... She got a crossbow? She usually threw daggers. Crossbow's low range. Yeah, she throws daggers. Crossbow is not low range. She for sure would be able to, like, like... She would work with the mechanical aspects of this crazy, like, what, yeah, built this contraption. Thing. She's probably, like, actually bolting things back together as that, they come apart. That's what she does. She she talks to uh, she talks to old Gappy and says, what do you need me to do? And uh, he says, right, the world take again. hold of that rope there and grab that one. That the cigarette jigger. Don't let them separate whatever you do. And she just, like, grabs these two ropes, holds them together, and she looks back with, like, wide eyes, like, I don't know what this is doing. What am I doing? <laughs> and, uh, and that is when the, well, not when, because it's all happening at the same time, but, In uh, that very moment. The closest. Oh, and the Skypedos. Now, you called them Skypedos. It's a pretty good yeah, name. I, I did already have a name for them that I was going to call them. Sorry, I'm going to continue to call them Sky Fighters. Um, as Who's they... Who's Skypedos? I thought you said that. I didn't say <laughs> Oh, you did. But there is a toy called the Skypedo. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. As the, uh, uh, uh as the, the blue-tinted Skypedo, uh, Skyfighter, Skypedo, Skyfighter, as the Skypedo comes screaming forward as you hear, and the, uh, arch then collapses down, just like debris yeah. coming down. Go ahead and give us a give us a, a nice um, give us a nice good roll for that one. 
Call it, uh, call it five. Roll? Call it five d ten. Oh shit! Oh shit! I'll That's a hell of a swing right there. I'll roll that. Could be five. Could one, be fifty. Two, three, four. Uh, sure, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I could have said one d fifty. Will you donate? I will donate. Uh, only the color of your choice. This one. Like she hits his head for the archway. And it falls like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it just cracks. Like, a single pebble hits the windshield, chips it, he's like, damn. All right, All respectable. Right. Maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. average. Nine. So there's 10, that's uh, 19, plus that's 23. 13. Yeah, you got it. 23, 27. 27. Average? 27 average. damage. Um, 27 rock damage. Rock 27 damage. bludgeoning. Very bludgeoning, bludgeoning damage. <laughs> as, uh, uh, as it slams down and the it's Sky Fighter tilts to the, uh, tilts to the left, and you can see there's, uh, um, what would it be? There's like a bit of the, uh, uh, the, sh- the shining metal has like torn off, and you can see the more like dull iron underneath it uh, uh, as it like struggles to sort of keep straight it's but then out of it. you see from its uh uh from its wing like uh uh like protrusions. Sli- protrusions from the side the very tips of the wings glow bright green and oh, then shit. green blasts shoot forward Ooh, towards wow. your uh ship it here has, as two got clubs as uh Ground. these shots come towards these are the dazzling I green bolts yeah. attack at your uh, at your area here it is going to be three oh, it's attacking at our area uh, at your at, at your our area flying machine <laughs> at our localized area attacking us as well or oh, what? well so I, I shouldn't have, I have a, around with it took me a long time to figure out how I wanted out. to do that but I, yeah. I came up with something so the 19 and the 15 are gonna hit and the seven is not um, okay. And the uh, so it's going to do damage to your airship, which I'm just going to track here and not worry about it. You guys don't know how much hit points it has anyway. I will just describe it narratively how your ship is doing. However, the two shots that hit, it's the character die for what area ah, that it causes ah, harm. So here you go. The first one ah, is strength yes. arms. We're gonna reroll because we're not gonna track his hit points. Oh, no, Oil vein. And up top, mock! Bow! Climbing up uh, on the top area there. We're gonna go. We have uh, six, seven, eight. It's a pretty low roll for 3d10. That's nice. low average. That's gonna be eight damage as uh, uh, as these these bolts, like, it's, it's a bunch of shots that come in. And a couple of them, like, hit the area next to mock, and then one just catches him barely and the area that it catches it's just the skin becomes immediately like scorched it superheats Durgan's armor but doesn't actually break it but Mok gets burned by the I like that even better superheated armor it's blocked by the armor heated metal he's just like like sitting here like sitting like he's wearing now red hot armor which cools very quick with the speed they're going but it's just being like scalded and he kind of like reach forward and like grabs hold of the, the fight again not having any idea what he's actually holding on to Grabs hold of the the machine and just like raises his his uh, his spyglass and he says, "Ah, Ben, throw me another one when you have a minute." Another one of the bolts near Mox just like goes through part of the fabric that makes up the like whirly gig top area as it starts fluttering as it's got this like hole in it now. Anywhere where these bolts touch, it just disintegrates the area. Mina shouts up saying, you've never seen weapons like this before. Take caution. 
And, uh, oh, and the other one, right. Oh, we said oil vein. Oil vein. Oh. Right. Oh, that was a separate thing? I forgot. Yes. Oh, sorry, did you write that down? Yeah, no, it'll be separate damage. Don't write that one. Uh, 9, 10, 11. Uh, it's going to be 14, 14. Uh, disintegration slightly, damage to Slightly oil more vein. average. Gosh. Let's keep those 10s <laughs> here, because I'm going to need more of them. And, um... Uh, I got yeah. everybody except for me and Rose. Well, that's only first of the Skyfighters. Mm-hmm. The uh, the next one, the red Skyfighter, it is flying up high above oh, as uh, uh, as it flies. It screams forward, just uh, you know, a hundred feet above, <laughs> flying past you, and you see a uh, uh, you see an area underneath it just open up as a. Uh, a shining black carapace drops straight down on to, well, a bike bomb. Oh, that'll hit. Um, uh, straight down on to your ship, and so it just slams it down onto the surface, and then uh, 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 you see that it's like this black carapace, kind of bright like a beetle with an insect-like stench just immediately, and then it bursts in a bright light. Everybody roll a dexterity saving throw for Everybody? this one. Everyone that is on I'm the uh, flying machine. I'm going to okay. use my inspiration. That's a natural one. No, no. That's unfortunate. Is this, a, is this something where I get a... It's a my, saving throw. My advantage? Uh, against effects that you can see. Uh, are you raging? Did you rage? No, but isn't it something I get automatically? Uh, tap, tap that right there. Oh, that, yeah. That's, that's the effect. That, there it is. Uh, that you can see while not blind to definition. Oh, you don't have to be raging. Cool, yeah, yeah, you have it. Yeah. I dropped and died on there. So Good thing it. I used it. I got 14. Oh, like there. Hold on. Yeah. I'm math. There we What? I dropped it down. Can you get it? 15. I think, I, roll, I think it rolled towards it's there. I got it. Oh, never mind. It's by King. I got it. Uh, 15. Uh, 15. Oh, sorry. It's a uh, DC 14. Woo! Hey, oh, 14! Woo! Nice. Miss. I got I rolled with advantage and missed. Aww. Miss, miss, miss. Okay. I, I use my inspiration. I, by the way. I, I use it by the second advantage that Mock had set up. Oh, you used it for yourself. Yes. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> Covered the end of the spy class. Yeah. Oh, that is 14 damage. Ooh, what kind Ooh. of damage? Uh, that is 14. Blindy uh, 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 damage. Yeah, Fire? Blinding thing. Radiant? It's. Uh, uh, that would just be holy. <laughs> no, Radiant's not always holy. It's just, yeah. It's radiant. mostly. Yeah. It's uh, 14 thunder damage and Ooh. blinded till the end of your next turn. Blinded. I don't like that at all. It's bad. Um, and then finally, uh, oh, and then old Gappy says, Hey, uh, so I wasn't paid for this level of, uh, uh, this he, level of damage. As he uh, pulls a couple more levers and like it can, like continues to just move through the valley and says, we're going to need a little negotiation after this. Mark's like, it sounds reasonable. <laughs> after. You got any tricks up your sleeve there, old Gappy? And uh, finally. Gappy Gus. Oh, thank you. The last one, Bairn. Sweet. The pearlescent. Uh, 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 was was that the advantage dice or both? I, huh? I did. Oh, you did. He uses advantage, so I thought yeah. that was the advantage roll. That was not the advantage roll. That is the, oh. who's going to get targeted by the next attack. 
Okay. Oh. So you okay. can have it too if you want. Yeah, yeah, you seem yeah. so excited. Why do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we're not gonna we're not gonna rain on that party. That's fine. It doesn't matter. Uh, um, so now uh, the last one, the pearlescent one, it stays much further back. Like it's staying at a good long range, like. 500 feet or so, and uh, uh, and it's continuing to just like follow uh, follow you guys, pacing you back, and then uh, as you're watching it, you see all the uh, uh, you see what looks like the entire world in the immediate surrounding it just gets sucked inwards towards it as you uh, each of you feels like a pressure in your heads as it, but then it's Baron that feels a slam inside his mind. Yeah. Oh. Make a uh uh um kind of save. Is that wisdom? Saving throw? Yeah. Wait, what's a psionic attack saving throw? I don't know. Sometimes that has not been established so far this I campaign. Just, I just thought probably intelligence. Probably intelligence. Well, intelligence saving throw. Uh, DC uh, DC thirteen. Shame it's not wisdom. Oh well. Yeah. That's gonna be a fail. Fail. All right. That is a fail, and that is going to be 5d6. Ooh. That's bad. Uh, three ones, though. That's oh, no, good. It's four. Uh, uh, that's 9, 12, uh, 13, 14. 14 psionic damage. Okay. As, uh, um... Yeah, the, uh, the just... The immediate, the immediate recollection of like what's happening here is just slammed out of your mind. Like Ooh. all of a sudden you look and you don't have an immediate understanding of why that thing is there. And like you're in pursuit, but you can't really remember why these things came for you. And you're in a valley and like, who's this pilot? And it all comes flooding back to you just seconds later, but like, it was all just slammed out of your mind but for, for a, a moment. But for a moment, Baron just completely loses his bearings, and it's like he's just waking up. Yeah, he's like, like weak on his feet. He's like waking back up, like waking up from uh, uh, from being unconscious uh, as everything is uh, strained. Do we see how many people are operating these Skybidos? One each. Okay. We're still blinded. Blinded until the end of your next turn. Yeah. So not everyone sees this happen. Drewston. Or, I mean, uh, no. Yeah, it's what did Nina, Nina and Rose do here? Uh, uh, Rose has, uh, Rose has stood back up, but, um, she doesn't have weapons on her. And, uh, uh, and she's looking around and she sees Aurora and she, she's like, Aurora acts faster. But Rose, like, looks to, uh, old Gappy and says, tell me something to do. And he says, well, you can grab that thing over there and uh, hold on tight and pull that thing down over there and, oh, watch out! As he pulls into the lever and, like, a thing just, like, flips around shit. and she starts, like, doing these things. I have the snarf uh, And then Aurora just looks to Rose and yells out, I can't hold it! As Rose comes over and, like, helps <laughs> grab it tight. God damn it. What? Fuck it. She uses inspiration. Fucking forget every time. I'm gonna save. Oh. Save. Oh, well. Bye. So, uh, but Mina, uh, uh, Mina, uh, standing there, not holding on to anything as she just puts her hands forward again and you hear that same 
ticking noise as she rotates her hands counterclockwise, and you hear a as one of the as one of the disintegration bolts shot forward from one of the ships just stops in midair as it then appears to fly backwards when in reality it is just being held in space. As the uh, as the sky fighter that shot it moves forward, and then she releases as it slams forward and hits the back of the ship that shot it. Really, uh, just releasing like in sort of an explosion and uh, smoke pouring out of one side. And she said, "Die, you motherfuckers!" Got uh, hard. It's, it's you guys text. Who's so up first? Uh, I'll go. It can be anyone. Whoever's ready. Jason's blind, and also Anga died. Oh no! Anga. <laughs> no one ever thought now. about Anga. <laughs> this is his little orb with a green just. But Jason doesn't know it yet. Mark says, "Drusen, Anga, Drusen, do we try to make our escape or land and jump into a brickstone?" He says, "How about both?" And uh, he takes out a brick that comes from Kundrakar, and he hurls it into the air five feet. <laughs> and he's centering it on the uh, the ship so that it'll stay with the ship. Okay. Um, and it creates a, a doorway, which he crawls up to blindly <laughs> and stumbles into. And when he opens his eyes, or when he recovers from his blindness, he'll see that it is, uh... A cabin. Makes sense. A yeah, the inside of a, of a, of a cabin. Dwarven cabin. Cool. A cozy little dwarven. Cozy so, little cool. Dwarven is this cabin. like on top of the so airship? So on top of the airship, and then okay. five feet of stone steps, and then the doorway. Um, and that way we can pop in and out as we need. Great. The Jason just sort of like climbs into it blind. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Who's next? Uh, Baron is blind and heavily wounded and doesn't, and recently just lost his bearings. Uh, oh, right. So oh, he was man. blinded and then he lost his bearings and now he's trying to regain his bearings while blind. So he's hurt and says, What the Grant me the breath of life as he puts his hand to his own flesh uh, and trying to regain some health. <laughs> Please have a minute. Uh, so he's casting. Yeah. One minute. Cure wounds, second level. I get some hit points back. I guess Vol didn't like that so we. Oh, uh, five. Ran off plus of this four. Person. Nine. Just Okay, who's next? I can go. Unless you're doing anything else. Nope. Bear job. Okay. Um, oh, and then I'm gonna have uh, an effect happen for Drewston's original thing. Oh, like, oh, like, it's, they're pretty far, right? They're. They're still... One is uh, sticking pretty close, and, and Mock is shouting out all the... the each of these rounds, to, to give a little bit of an abstract explanation, like, each of these rounds is far more in time than a normal, like, on-foot thing. Like, there's, there's a longer period of time being abstracted here as this is all happening. So they're getting close and further away and closing and further away. We're not doing distances and we're not doing moves as part of it. Like, generally, the blue one is coming in close. Its weapons seem to be most effective. The white one 
that shot the psychic thing at Baron, uh-huh. that one's staying far back, like yeah. 500 feet back. Uh, and the red one is going overhead, dropping these bombs down. So whichever one's closest, then. That's the blue one. Um, I'll, uh, I'll attempt to attack the, uh... Was the, there an attack roll the, on that psychic attack, or was it just an auto hit? It was, uh, you did a saving throw. Yeah, saving throw, that's right. Uh, I'm going to attempt to crack open the, uh, the, the place where the pilot is. Because you said it's like a glass dome underneath. A uh, glass yeah. Dome. Well, we'll give it a shot. We'll see if we'll see if we can. It's also covered in bugs, right? Now. Are you making an attack roll? Yes, I'm going to make an attack roll. With my inspiration, I grant you inspiration. That is a usage of inspiration. Oh, uh, oh, we said well, that with the passing around, we're not going to do that. I don't think that. Otherwise, can. you I do get inspiration it. on literally every roll. Yeah. Uh, people can I, doing can it. I kill the chain then? Give her inspiration, and that just no. that's the end of it. No, no, no. well, just whatever. I mean, it's against the spirit of it. Yeah, I feel I'm, like I'm okay with okay. that. I'm okay. I appreciate it though. I do. I do like the. It's the the chaining thing has got it. We got to restrict it a little bit. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. It sometimes it won't chain. Um, is there any is there any sense at all to doing a reckless attack here, or is that just also way, way beyond the pale here? Well, I mean, you can do a, a reckless can? attack. Then yeah, I of will. course, I can. Then I yeah. will. Thought it had to be melee. Uh, oh, we did figure no, that out. No, you're right. You're right. Did. That Sorry. was our last session. I float, I throw myself. <laughs> That's no, right. right. Super yeah. melee. Super. <sighs> no, no, just throwing the. You know what? Sometimes you just have to roll one die. Bear just needs her wings. Bear needs her wings back. Okay, that's, that's good. Twenty three. That'll hit. All right, and just do regular, regular damage. Six and a seven. Hello. Uh, plus seven on top of that. So that's a thirteen plus seven twenty. That's a twenty damage. Uh, as bear jaw. Yeah! You get two attacks though, right? Yeah. Oh, I do! Yeah, one more. One more. Yeah. 25. And not as much. Four plus seven. Hey, hey, I just attacked twice, hit twice, rolled 2d8 on both of them. Yes, so. <laughs> seven plus as four. As bear jaw's hammer. Of all souls. Well, the group's hammer of all souls, currently yeah. being wielded by Bearjaw. <laughs> currently uh, by. <laughs> uh, don't mean to imply ownership here. Uh, Baron is no longer blinded, by the way, nor is Kirsten. Yeah, right. Okay. So, boom, boom, boom. Flies uh, forward, smashing into the uh, uh, smashing into the glass on the front of the sky fighter and then and then uh and then curling around and smashing again as the glass then finally gives way to yes. the immense you. pressure of the of all souls. as it shatters Die. inwards you can see the uh uh the pilot inside who uh who's got his some both room. hands on like and, some sort of uh no goggles some sort of orbs no goggles, no goggles, no goggles as he uh, uh as he panics and you can see blood glass just, glass uh, flying into his eyes you see blood That's like right. bead backwards as the glass flew at his face and he turns and yeah, the like narrow a... canyon valleys that drewston had brought people yeah. into uh, uh, gives him not much room as it veers to the left and the wing catches on the side of the valley, causing it to slam into the side, uh, leaving a huge explosion that shakes your flying Everything machine shakes. as the blue one is gone. Bearjaw's face is moment, momentarily lit by the explosion as, and a joyful uh, smile. And the white one is 
Which one is the one that's dropping carapaces on us? That's the red, red one. one. Is that getting also close? Because it's getting above us? He's uh, uh, relatively close, about 100 feet up. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's Whew. the distance right now, at least. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, Vane, he, uh, he's blind right now, so... No, not anymore. That was the end of your turn. Oh, oh he hasn't gone yet. Mm. Oh. Uh, yeah. He doesn't really know much of what's going on right now. He hears some explosions happening. So, uh, what he does is, uh, he, with his arm, uh, with his, hand, his, uh, his shadow blood arm, he uh, touches a point in space, and a giant black orb of darkness appears right in that space. Yeah. And fixes in that space as the airship moves forward. So it's All a 30, right. it's a 15 foot radius, so it's about 30 foot, 30 feet wide in the oh. canyon. Right. All right. Ooh, at the worst okay. possible spot. Okay. And there's no rolls for this, huh? No, it's just, just, just creating, just creating a giant orb of blackness. Yeah. Okay, then let's a um, darkness. A blindness. Let's, let's get a roll going because it's more. Fun if there's a roll. The uh, the challenge here is to put it in a particular way so as to most strategically hinder the flight of this uh, uh, the, the flight of this guy. That sounds good. And um, I'm it's a narrow thinking, canyon. Suddenly, a giant. How big is it? Perception. It's thirty feet wide. So it's fifteen foot radius. For dungeoneering. We lean okay. we lean heavy on perception a lot, but it still well, feels like the right thing to do. It's a perceptive yeah. thing to do. I mean, anything happening in real time, just we're so visual. Oh, you are also blind, so roll at a disadvantage. Yeah. Which is you are not blind. a very big cost for being blind, ah. all things considered. You just do it where you are, and yeah. then, like... Yeah. So, yeah. well, uh, yeah, roll it with disadvantage, mm-hmm. and it's going to be about sort of, like, using everything. You only just went blind, and you're doing everything. So, uh, roll it, it's going to see how well you can... Not all your are. senses this are... Is, this is luck, basically. The luck factor of trying to do it blind. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're... Uh, 11. That's actually pretty good. 11. Uh, what was the actual, was he at? Perception. Perception. Uh, not great. 10? Uh, oh, minus oh, one? Yeah, oh. Really? You have a minus one, but your passive is 10. Oh, I d- uh, there were some adjustments that attacked Oh, so, so your passive is not 10. It's not 10. Adjust your shameful My quick shameful. reference card. What? Shameful. Uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> I got so. Cataracts. <laughs> so, uh, a 10, yeah, this big sphere of darkness forms as, uh, uh, as the. He's doing it like kind of at the white one, basically. That's your attention, where you are, most uh, yeah, straight. Yeah, so it uh, it forms, and to all of you, the pearlescent uh, whitish one uh, sort of just disappears behind the uh, orb of blackness, and uh, well, we'll see what happens. What's next? Mock, mock, mock. Uh, having lit or ha- having kind of uh, focused in on the bomber ahead of uh, them, realized that uh, it's simply a matter of timing to avoid this entirely, and turns his spyglass northward and says, Oh, Gavi, wait for the signal! We've gotta avoid that bomb! And uh, he's basically gonna throw his his efforts to try to just... He's, he's basically looking for that moment of release because it's a dumb fire system, and if they can turn at the right moment, it will just head straight by. Uh... What? Yeah, I mean, he's gonna help evasive maneuvers so that the bomb yeah, doesn't yeah. land on him. Yeah, Totally got it. Oh, Roll right, that right, perception right. check things. again. Those Perfect. Things. 17, 13 plus 4. Mina yells up in response and says, Tell me when it drops! Uh, and uh, and Mock's sitting there, like, just... He sees the mechanism. There's, like, a little bomb bay door. And uh, 
too 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 much wind, too much distance to hear anything. But he's just looking for that slightest move, and then all of a sudden the thing just there's a slightest of shimmy, and Mock just mechanically just like like just, he he just knows but without thinking like the this, the, the the unlatching mechanism. He's like. No! Alright, we'll get back to the effect of that. That's after Mock, so Oyvind, you already went, and... Is that one? Alright, and then, uh, uh, Scrimcorn. What's Scrimcorn doing here? So he he got the bugs, and I would say, like, (laughs) honestly, some sort of, like, gas cloud. Some sort of gas cloud, or spore cloud. Yeah, spore cloud. Trying to, like... Put something in the intake of the of, of whatever. He also has his big lightning storm spell. If you want to actually Ooh. go big spells, like oh, we're you... moving so fast. Yeah, yeah I don't know how that works stationary. exactly. That's true. The storm doesn't move at all. So where we can't, like... I like it. He starts summoning it ahead of us. <laughs> That's what he does. Yeah. So going through the canyons that Jerusalem has brought you in here, uh, uh, Scrimcorn just sort of like awkwardly like. Edges past everyone because getting pretty crowded as parts of the floor is like dropped off of the thing. It was barely comfortable before, and now it's downright cozy. Comfortable. And uh, he sort of like moves forward as uh, as you all see dark clouds just form in the desert canyon ahead. As you start seeing lightning, uh. like shoot down into a valley, and uh, For he looks storm. to old Gappy and says, "Head on a storm." That's good. And a golf, old Gappy says, Or now you're speaking my language! As uh, he pulls one of his ropes and it goes, Hurr! And then he uh, continues to Guys, move it forward. Does old Gappy have some kind of rod on this gyroscope that attracts lightning to it? Rather than, uh, Nobody knows. If he would, what? I sure wouldn't know about it. No, He's know. like, Don't worry, I have a run of the mill lightning rod, just standard technology on this half of the continent. Rock's like, you fucking serious? Uh, <laughs> As he recalls, a concrete shed falling through the crowd. clouds. With coyote feet dangling. With dangling coyote feet. That's one of my favorite visuals we've ever done. It's completely over the top. Uh, continue. That's okay. him. Uh, Aurora, Minrose, Skype. Aurora Peter, is like continuing to help operate the uh, uh, operate the ropes, and uh, as uh, old Gappy just like pulls different like controls, and everything he's doing makes no sense. He's like pulling like ropes and levers, and like he's grabbing a thing and he's like, spinning something, this and is, the airship is like doing nothing. This is like correlates a flying machine that seems to require like athleticism to mm-hmm. operate it, right? Like, what if you just tire out and you can't keep up with all these ropes and levers? You oh, die. you're certain that you will fall through the ground. This man is only if this man runs out of cardio. Oh, God damn! Old Cap has like robes on underneath. He's yeah. <laughs> Seriously, this is like the origins of Sky Blade Bowflex. <laughs> so, yeah. The old Gaffy exercise routine. All right, so uh, so he's going through, and that's when uh, Mox shouts out as the bomber above, uh, uh, as the bomber above the bay. Uh, the bay opens, and Mox says, "No!" And uh, uh, Mina just. Holds her hand upwards, and Mox sees the uh, uh, and and you just hear like a as like pressure moves in in the air above as the bay opens, but nothing 
comes out as it goes, and then it closes up, and then an explosion yeah, forms from yeah, inside yeah. the ship as the ship uh, veers down to the side and just smashes into the valley, hitting a couple more rocks oh, as it works. falls to the ground. Satisfyingly. The last sky fighter continues to move forward as again you see the air around it just shrink and pull inwards. Uh, is there anything effect for the dark? Uh, no, it's just, no. Uh, well, well, that was actually for the one... No, oh, wait, no, that no, is for that one. one. So, yes, there will be an effect. Sure, uh, just, just bring it back. Sure, thank you. And, uh... Scrim corn. Scrim got a lot of, a lot of attention. Mom! Uh, roll an intelligence saving throw with advantage as uh, uh, as this is coming like he's going right through the... Uh, well, that's a 19, 19, so... See if we get that you get yeah, that's so 20. It's a 19. <laughs> yeah, as uh, uh, as Mock sees it come in and... One. Aww. Mock is no damn man. He's not going to get taken bound by a simple psionic attack. Please, <laughs> man. I spent, a whole, I spent a whole campaign doing that shit. Played out. Done. And I will describe it as this uh, psychic attack comes in for a blast uh, of Absolutely. So uh, it will still do something. It comes. Yeah, it comes down. Uh, it comes down to uh, just again pure grit under under fire. I mean, Mox. He Mox seen so many things. He's he's risked his own life needlessly so many times that these situations. It's like Alex Honnold. What do you even need? It's like Alex Honnold with like a stress test. You show him terrifying things and his heart just doesn't change its beat. And so he looks at this thing and it blasts his mind with all sorts of kind of confusion and doubt. And the confusion and doubt holds, but he just physically doesn't really respond to it. It's six psychic damage. It's half damage uh, for the successful save. Okay. Uh, and back to the players here. One sky fighter left. It's hanging back at more of a long yeah, is it range here. To follow us or is it, gonna it is continuing in pursuit. Parlay. Parlay. <laughs> no. It's about I wave my white blade. About five hundred feet back. Yeah, is what it's hanging. Okay, back. so uh, Justin can see again. Oh, this is nice. Nice Oh, uh, and he comes out. <laughs> oh, sh- Hi, guys! <laughs> His beard just... Uh, so here's the thing. He wants to make a nice big fog cloud. But his goal here is that he's going to create a fog cloud, and then we're going to go this way, and the, yeah. the fighter might assume we're going that okay, way. Okay, lose him. So he wants to try to see uh, an upcoming area where let me, let like me, a fort. Let me spy something for yeah. you. Mock, mock, there we go. Mock is gonna use his like dressing yeah. yells at Mock. He's like, Mock, find an exit. Yeah, you'll see a fork in the road. Coming so, up. Oh, I like that. Mock's out of the fork and we go right, and then he doesn't know what to do. Yes. Yeah. 20, 17, so 21 total. Amazing. Mock's yeah. like, he's like, you got two right and left, and just like gives him the military indicators. So he's going to use a third level spell slot for this, so it's going to create a really big Ooh. fog cloud. Oh, even fog cloud. Can all the spells be Not spells? all of them. Only some of them. Such a Such good, a good idea. It's a really so, good idea. So uh, 20, 40, 60. So it's going to be a 60 foot radius. So it's going to be 120 huge. feet across. That's a huge fog cloud. Okay. So uh, he's going to say, Oh, Gapi, when you go through this cloud, stick to the right, but make it look like we're going left. Uh, the old switcheroo! Old Gappy's got it! 
Uh, and he takes out, they're like, all the winds going, and takes out the parchment of a shard line. And he goes, oh, I'll need the power of that little bastard dragon once more. And, uh, and uh, it is cloud, just smoke comes out of the dragon, almost ignoring wind uh, ahead of them and creates this vast swirling cloud of smoke. As the airship just lurches left hard as uh, as you're all thrown to the side, if not holding on to anything, it would risk just toppling you overboard as he enters the fog cloud and then just as quickly wrenched back to the right and a drop as he says, I'd get away from the left side if I were you, as he pulls another lever and more of the floor just falls out to the ground and the airship just drops, or the uh, flying machine drops like a rock inside the fog cloud as it banks to the right. I mean, and the initial sensation is that you, you're in free fall. Like, your feet we lift up off the ground. It's falling faster than the natural air resistance of your bodies would allow you to fall. Oh. And uh, uh, so you have to hold on to keep up with the airship. And uh, and then it just, like, falls out the bottom of the, uh, falls out the bottom of the fog cloud and banking right. And I might suggest that perhaps the path that he thought we were going to take would be leading into the electrified storm that Screen yes. created. Of course. I would think that there is where he might think we were headed. Of course. Of course. And uh, uh, and you can hear but not see through this dense fog there <laughs> heading off to the left side uh, uh, and you hear the you hear the thunder of the uh, of the lightning storm that Scrim, I think, is still concentrating on as Scrim is like holding on, going, ah, yeah, that'll fly. As uh, as uh, he's holding on to the lightning storm, as your flying machine slams, boom, to the ground, skidding along the ground, and says, "I think this is the end of our route." As uh, it skids like. 20, 30, 40 feet forward before finally coming to a stop. And we'll continue next week. So should we just go ahead and play that Rick and Morty clip where they like get the award and like come and sit in their vessel and they're like have a complete break. <laughs> oh my god. I have no control over that situation. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it right now. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so. Wait, do I do my sign off? Yeah, yeah, I will. Uh. I'm not doing it now. Uh. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll continue to scream. Yeah! Yay! After this episode ended, the players and I actually hung around for another half hour or so and talked about some behind the scenes topics and uh, some of my process in creating the story for the session. And since we kept the cameras rolling, I figured we might as well just include that discussion at the end of this episode. So if you're interested, stick around for the next half hour or so uh, to listen in on our post-game chat. There's, a, there's so much I want to do in a peek behind the GM curtain this week. But like Mina's uh, manacles I was expecting to be, I, did, I didn't Mina. realize that Nock 
um, <laughs> broke arcane locks. Mm-hmm. I was expecting that to be a significant challenge. I had the, I, I had a, I had pre-thought the idea that if you had demanded that, that the guards release her manacles, they'd be like, no. Like, she's too dangerous. Like, you want to take her with the manacles, figure out how to remove them yourself. Yeah. But we ain't gonna, we're not gonna, like, and then that probably we're not gonna just unsheath a weapon against us right here. Yeah, like, yeah. you can have her. And I thought that might be a thing, but all of a sudden, like, Justin's like, boom, she can cast her spells. I'm like, oh, fuck, she can use it, like, right now, and she's gonna do it, and it to cool. try to get out of the situation. It was a good way to reveal what the power was, too. I was worried that Bearjaw yeah. was about to use her strength to bash through the gate, and I was gonna be like, just... There's a cooler thing that's gonna happen. Like, just no, give me a chance. Nice. No, it's good. I'm gonna be like, guards, back off. She was too busy. She was I too felt busy. so I'm conflicted. Enjoying, I'm really enjoying this guy. I'm at my mercy. I, really I felt nice. really conflicted because I thought you were gonna bash Watch through the out. gates. And I was like, that's obviously a bear jaw thing. But it's a pretty cool introduction of Mina's powers to have her do this cool, like, Un, like rewind the gates thing. I thought it was well well put. Yeah, and I. Deirdre loves to smash, and she gets to do that more smash. often. But more so than smashing, she loves to grapple. Smash and grab. <laughs> smash and grab. But yeah, the grappling thing. It just you love to. It's so good. Get that roll. It's so good, and then, yep. and I don't get to do it enough. Right, because so it's harder. Crazy. It's harder it's to find really reasons to grab than reasons to smash. Right, exactly. If I cannot grab, I will smash. The integrity of the guards, and especially John Jothal yeah. or whatever his name, uh, yeah. was very well played. Like, that was a wide range of scenarios, violent, non-violent, and he he stayed... They stayed to his guns the whole time. I thought it was it was really cool what, we, what the guy did uh, to entertain the crowd. That was a really, like, good, really great scenery effect. Right to kind of get the to quickly kind of provide context, but also preserve space for us to do our thing. That was that was ingenious. Um, but yeah, I, just, I thought I thought the the guards made they, they stood their ground in terms of kind of like hostile and strong, but flexed with what we were trying to push on. So the the Mina thing is uh, oh man, that took a lot of brainstorming to figure mm-hmm. out what to do there. You know. Kale and I do a lot of brainstorming for the for the full story there, hey, and uh, we still do that. I'll, I can just do my little peek behind the gym curtain right now. Then the yeah, then man, the people here. watching get to see it. A free so, show, oh boy! The thing about Mina was that um, we knew that Mina was going to. Let's see. There's a couple things I guess I'll just reveal that would come out right at the beginning of next session anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, like, Mina can provide an alternative way into Deep Mascar. Right. Um, I knew it. We so, so you suspect you're going to talk to her next, you're going to learn some things. I won't go into too many details. But the it was a big challenge because there's, this, there's always this balance between preparing only as many details as you need to make the game good. If you over-prepare all this stuff... It's, well, you're tempted to steer, and you're tempted to railroad, mm-hmm. and it's it's an, always a challenge to figure out how much do you pre-plan, how much of the whole narrative do you do, and kind of like I talked last week about this idea of moving forward into the action and letting the reality warp to what makes sense for a cool, interesting story. That's what a writer does. They write whatever the hell makes sense for their story, right? They, yeah. It doesn't matter if last week they thought XYZ was going to be this you know, ABC, today it can be different because the story demands it. So there's an interesting challenge we had where we knew that Mina uh, wanted to be in prison. Mm. 
And we knew that Mina was doing this outside the knowledge of Vol and her father, who you don't know who it is yet, right. I say. Although if anyone's been paying very close attention, it should be obvious. No, even I'm looking to Sam because he's usually the one that puts it together. I haven't heard any names of anyone who would be a father. Yeah, there's only I was only mentioned at one time. If you remembered it, it would be obvious, but you you don't remember. That's fine. We'll find out next week. Head of the trade, dude. That's Um, the only one that we actually tried to talk to. Yeah, it was it was it was almost mentioned. It was it was it was mentioned. There's a there's a thing. It was in passing. You'll you'll find out next week. Anyway, the point is. We knew that she was doing this outside of the knowledge of Valhalla Father. And then all of a sudden we're going, fuck, what's her plan? What could she possibly want to be in prison for? And we finally came up with this idea that, uh, that she's trying to escape this life uh, with her lover. And uh, that they want, to, they want to leave this. She's got more of a life that she'll explain next week. Uh, that will that you don't know about, but there's a lot of reasons that she wants to get out of this and she wants to get out of this now. But then we're sitting there going, why the fuck is her getting locked up make any sense? Why don't they just meet up after her shift? Yeah. And just do whatever they need to do. Right, right. Why? And and so there were a couple problems that I that I didn't love about coming up with this at the last you know, right before this session, was that you guys spent two days in the prison getting to know people. Yet there's no foreshadowing into Rose and who she is and this whole thing. And there really ought to have been, but that reality did not exist until in between last week and this week. And that's always the challenge of these things. It's like, well, we didn't prepare to that quite that degree to make that exist so that it could be foreshadowed. And that's always a little bit of a disappointment that like, oh, yeah, I mean, you were like literally talking to the different guards, figuring out who would be a good mark. Can I throw something out there? Like, yeah. I, I think... There's a always a I think it's definitely like the, the best strategy to always keep the the, the uh, action folks around us. What are we doing? We're all in every scene. It's it's one of us or a split party or whatever. But occasionally there has been full asides. Flash vignettes with other characters, right? Flashing flashing to other parts sides. of the thing or whatever. And I think it would be totally fair to just uh, what, however you want to do it. Like maybe when the girl starts running there. And can there be a flashback? Like, yeah, well, you, you like, whatever. Last week, Oilvane's sitting on, like, the, 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 the bench, kind of, like, looking around and stealing an apple when someone else, like, as, as a, a girl behind is, like, unloading boxes and kind of, like, grumbling. But looking around, like, she's canny or something else. I don't know. I thought of that exact thing. In fact, I was thinking about, uh, you know, when I was brainstorming in the shower this morning where we all do our best brainstorming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh... I love that. I do this too. Anytime I talk about an idea I had in the shower, I always preface it by. So I was thinking about this in the shower. Yeah, you always want to let always drawn by. So everyone pitches you. I was thinking. I was thinking about doing like a scene that might show that, uh, uh, like, sort of rewinding and doing or doing a little vignette showing that she was actually a little bit like questioning, like, "Hey, Mock and Aurora, like." Why are you guys in here? Like, what's the deal? Like, she's expecting worried about it because she's expecting her. She's expecting Mina to show up that day. She's obviously feeling a lot of anticipation. All of a sudden, there's an unknown element on this big important day that they're going to be executing a very dangerous thing. And they're like, "Why the fuck are there outsiders in this area? Why are they paying special attention to where the new prisoners are going to be?" Like, 
I thought about doing some sort of thing like that, well, and uh, but ultimately, uh, you know, we didn't have time this week. No, but no, um, it makes sense. You know, it's just a lot of interesting. There's a lot of interesting uh, considerations to be made when doing that. What was fun though was. Kaylin and I sat for a long... We, we, we came up with this idea that she would be... We didn't know last week why Mina wanted to be in prison. We right. knew that that was the case, but we didn't know why. Um, we kind of, you know, it didn't matter. You weren't going to completely get to that point last week anyway. Or or actually, maybe the reality was even different last week. Wait, I, I love that we still have music, but this is a little intense for me to have this come after, after <laughs> session. Can, yeah. can we just mellow it out? Like, keep something going, but like... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I got, I got you... Uh, that okay. ah, perfect. Oh, that's, no, that's, well, maybe no. I can roll with it. So good. It seems a little exciting. I feel like I'm marching towards something. Let's go. Uh, I can march toward the, the second thing. You know that Mock's theme is titled A Forge of Regrets? Yeah. <laughs> I did not remember that. Could you send this is Mock's theme right here. It's amazing. That's good. We'll do the Boston. Yeah, so, because we so, talked, we had that one episode. Yeah, all that, that stuff was. Fun. What was yeah. fun? What was fun that uh, we figured out? So we thought of this idea that she wanted to escape with a lover, and all of a sudden it was, it was the it was the obvious it was the obvious idea. We're like, because we're we're trying to think maybe she's trying to get an item that was taken. Maybe she's trying to get a weapon that was that the vengeance takers have. But every plan we came up with, it didn't make sense that she would be hiding it from Val and whoever her father is. It didn't make sense. Everything we came up with, we're like, but why wouldn't she just use her, She's, you know, she's part of the smuggling, because that's why Vol is connected to her. Why wouldn't she use the resources of the smuggling operation she belongs to to yeah. solve her problem? Sure, sure, why sure. does she have to go behind Vol's back? And we kept not having a good answer to that question. We're like, it's got to be believable. It's got to make sense. And finally, we're like, well, finally, we're like, escaping with a lover, leaving this life behind, escaping with a lover. Yeah, and then yeah. we're like, we're like, oh my the god, John that's Wayne so problem. problem. You know? It's so stereotypical. And in D and D, stereotypical is good. You want yeah. cliche because. It makes it easier to play off of it if everyone knows what they're looking at. Yeah. yeah. Cliche, we talked about this years ago, that cliche is good in D&D. Uh, yes. Because our stories are so slow, they take so long, that we need it to be tropes that are very familiar. And they're fun. And we all understand them. So we thought of this idea that she's escaping the lover. But then we continued to have the problem of, well, still, why does she need to get locked up for this escape plan? It doesn't make sense until we finally... Finally, after a lot of trying to figure this I out, came to the conclusion that informed the way this entire session went, which was their plan to give a little to give a little advanced information, since she'll probably just talk to you about it next week anyway. Their plan was to use the 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 uh, extreme focus of Haya Maskar on keeping up appearances to their advantage. That if she got locked up, and then Rose sprung her, and they both escaped in the night, they knew that they could depend 100% on the Vengeance Takers covering it up. And that when Vol comes knocking, yeah, and her father here. comes knocking, she's, she's they'll, they will make up whatever story they need, because they will not admit to even other governmental agencies that they let a prisoner escape. Yeah. If High Maskar, as you've seen through all these sessions, 
They're so focused it's on Pleasantville. It's Pleasantville. It's the importance of the image, and all of a sudden we're like, that's so perfect. It's so perfect. Now she has a reason for needing to go in because yeah. she escaped in the night outside of they it. They immediately looked for her. They'd look for and her, which is why she was so fucking pissed because. Of yeah, everything that you thought of was what she thought of. She's like, I should just grab her and go. No, I can't do that. I yeah, had to come up with this. So that's why Rose. Image. That's why Rose is saying like they saw us. Da, 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 da. And she's like, they're going to be in pursuit. It's like all the problems. And in classic format, the thing that was subtle and hard to do, yeah. we just kicked in the door yeah. and had to fire a bunch of missiles <laughs> and blow perfect. our way out of it. It was perfect. And so that classic. also that is what made me think of the idea. I was like, oh, if it's all about appearances, ah. the guards should immediately, in the middle of the yeah. parlay, be like, ah, oh, and just start playing, like, immediately engage in really that behavior. Good. All part of the show. Well, it's all part it's of the all show. It's all part of the show. It's all part of that. We're just keeping you safe. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And, you know, there's a lot of interesting moral philosophical debates yeah. about, is that good? Hey, all the people are happy. Like, this is a place. People are genuinely happy and genuinely taken care Which of. Which is why it was so important. It actually created a really interesting point of leverage, right? Like, no bloodshed, like like that was so, really that was really the thing that I, I I we ended up engaging it pretty well, but I, there was an opportunity to lean into it heavier. Like if the guard that mock was like say parlay, all right, what? And if the guy's like, look, you guys help us keep this under wraps. You know what's going on. If you'd been more forthright with that, that would have been a point to negotiate. Yeah, it's it was interesting because it worked out that way. Anyway, this was a particularly impossible. Uh, session to plan for how the parlay would go. Yes. Because you guys could go do whatever the fuck you want. You guys right. could just pull out your weapons and keep fighting. Yeah. Um, and and uh, this was a very, it was very challenging to figure out how to pace the negotiation because I needed Rose to show up. Sure. Right? And I needed her, I had pre planned it that she was going to, despite the plan, fuck it up yeah. by. Saying something, she and now it's that. on the table, right? She couldn't. Hold, she sees it. She's panicking. This is their day, right? It's a stressful day. This is the most stressful day of your entire life. Yeah. You're about to leave everything behind. You're about to escape in the night. You're about to commit treason. Probably yeah. is what it would be called. Like, risk so, everything to gain everything. Risk everything to gain this life that you want. So, so she's like, she fucks up by saying Mina and like giving away that they know each other, and then it's all fucked up, right? I needed that to happen. It was kind of critical for the core bit of the story that's happening here. But then you're like a little bit objecting. You're like, you know, wait, well, hang on. Like, Mock's very cognizant of the people arriving. And I'm like, I need to be sensitive to that as well. Sure. So it was very challenging to pace it where I'm like, I need this story beat to happen because it it's important for the story. But I need to make sure that the, that especially Mock is very he's knowledgeable in this. Yeah, he's, he knows. He's, he's very. Well, concerned about it being a stalling. It was really because I was thinking all week too about what to do. Right, I, I wrote up some options. Whenever I'm, whenever I'm like laying out how I'm seeing, streaming. how I'm oh, seeing. We are still streaming. Yeah, gotcha. I wanted to. Uh, yeah. Whenever I'm laying out how I'm seeing the world, like ahead of the table, you guys know I'm just thinking all week about it. Yeah. And really, I didn't come to the table with really a clear idea of what I thought would be good options. And so, Drusen taking the lead and doing his awesome stuff was actually perfect. It's like yeah. great. Drusen's all his spells. It's totally unexpected. All of a sudden, they cast Charm Monster on Mina, yeah. and I'm like, well, fuck. I, I thought of a bunch of different ways. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking really about how she's going to respond to Mock. I, I figured the first thing out of Mock's mouth is going to be like, we want the prisoner, and we'll get out of your hair. Yeah. That was pretty obvious as an opening. Right. Yeah. As an opening, like, bit of, let's see where the conversation goes from there. Obviously, you're going to do that. And I was like, Mina's going to be like, fuck, no. Yeah. I need to get, I want to get arrested. Yeah. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah. I, I, and she, she's seeing it as it's not destroyed yet. 
If the Vengeance Takers win, uh, she had a great plan. If, if they can get out of here, I can get legitimately locked up, and my plan can still happen. Like she's sitting in the back, like, oh, shucks, you know, you got And me. so well, like that's, that's her only plan. She's also extremely fearful that Vol or her yeah. father or I a combination of both has sent someone here. So she right. sees people coming trying to get her. Her immediate thought is. Don't rescue me, don't rescue me. It's them. It, it, he's, they're working for them. So that's why she's. So when you cast Charm Monster, that was that was biggest wrench. That was unbelievably challenging to figure out. So yeah. she's friendly to you. Yeah. Okay, I get it. She's charmed, which has a mechanical effect, but mostly she's friendly to you. Yeah, yeah. But when my friend says, "Hey, let's go to the pool," and I have to go to work, I say, "Like, sorry, man, not today." Yeah, right. She's friendly to you, but she's got an extremely important, life-changing, unbelievable, crazy. Yeah. Critical for critical her. plan going here, and now she's got a friend more yeah. or less saying, "No, no, no! You really got to come with us." And she's like, "Uh, fun. no." Combining that with detect thoughts, yeah. Just because, from my perspective, a lot of times I'm I know that there's other motivations going on, and then Drusen will do something like this makes sense, but it turns out the motivations are totally different, and then it's just crazy. It was at first I thought I you said charm monster, and I was thinking it was more like mind control. Yeah. Like, oh, now you're yeah. gonna tell her to go, and she's gonna go. But then I was like, oh, no, 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 she's friendly to you. Yeah, and which Charm means, is never which means to be she's control. still not going to go against something that is what she wants to do. She's just yeah. friendly to you. What's crazy to me is how differently it would have worked out. Like, oh, if yeah. Kevin was here last session to try the exact same things, which he would have, in the context of us fighting, it wouldn't have worked that well. And if he wasn't here this week, we would have probably ended up punching each other in the it face. It completely again. changed the way this was. And would so have gone down. it was really nice that we actually kind of had this all develop. And then Maka's able to do like a little bit more of a just like, let's let's prepare for a jump. Like let's let me just get behind Dressen's thing. And that basically was able to eat it for the time. Yeah, so that that was really tricky. And when you were objecting to the uh, to the to Rose eventually showing up, I was like, I was like really struggling. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I was like, I really need her to show up. It's like it's important yeah. for her oh, story yeah, beats yeah, yeah. to happen, but I can't let that happen if you're explicitly trying to prevent it from happening because the players need to have yeah. a lot of control over the situation. Well, they need to have control over their actions right. when when it makes sense and you're like, oh man, it really flies in the face of Mock being good at this yeah. to let the I think, I think so where we met was along the lines of where I was driving. I think you could have been, if you, like, again, this is outsider, outsider opinion, inside opinion. I think you could have been more permissive of, like, you guys establish a jump point so you're easy to collect. Yes. That's all I was trying to it's, drive towards. It's, 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 uh, it's always the default feeling of me to want to let it go the way I thought and want it to go. Yeah, 100% and adjusting is way hard, right? Super hard. So, and, and, and that's why we've had, we've had a lot of discussions recently about that, like challenge me, like say, like, mm, you know, no, let's change reality a bit to what makes more sense, you know? And, uh, and that's a challenge I think every DM has, right? You've got this idea, you've thought of it, you think it's a good story, and you kind of just want to tell that story. Everyone shut up, I'm just gonna tell the whole story. I'm gonna tell you what everything happens and all all your characters do, and it's gonna be a cool story. You're gonna like it. I already thought of, I already wrote the book. Sure, Let sure, me just sure. read you my book, right? It's an easy way. It's easy to fall into that trap, right. and it's really that's like, hard. That's why I like it when we get situations where we do have to roll for things because, like, 
Mach hopping on top of the ship and using a spyglass is a cool character moment that kind of develops his character further and wouldn't necessarily have happened if that was not uh, kind of a combat scenario in initiative and all yeah. that. And it kind of the, it kind of frees up the the storytelling to the group. To do a little bit more of a peek there, so the 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 pursuit was born from I wanted there to be an interesting consequence of the decision to do the fight in the street mm-hmm. instead of springing from the prison itself. Right, yeah. things would go different. I wanted there to be an interesting narrative change for doing it in the street. And I was like, well, people are watching. And I'm like, well, we've established that the smuggling ring is big and powerful and sophisticated. I'm like, if people are watching... According to Mina, confirmed, basically, according to her, too, it does prop up all of society. Yeah. Yeah. She she, she confirmed as much. There's no way to tell it. It's like a hydra, like... And so she... So so this idea, I was like, man, if they're fighting in the street and they're springing Mina, and Mina's also going against the, the smuggling ring, like... And if she's in it, she has knowledge about it. That's a risk to smuggling. So it's not just about, hey, someone's trying to defect. It's also, uh, she's got knowledge. And you'll learn next week, it goes deeper than that too. So the, so it's like, I was like, well, man, there should be, there's, they should come after you. And then I was like, well, fuck, they're escaping on an airship. It should definitely be an airship. Yeah, chance. I like so, that. So and then uh, so basically, bad. I was like, Kellen, I write me a medieval version of TIE fighters. Yeah. I want them to be TIE fighters. I want them to shoot fucking green lasers. Yeah, I want it to be. I want it to be TIE fighters in every way. And let's figure <laughs> out how to make it medieval and cool so and high mascari and, and not just high mascari. This also serves as a little bit of a tease for. This is the smuggling operation. We've already established they have access yeah. to deep mascari weapons. Like? Deep mascari weapons, deep mascari technology, arcane yeah. technology, is different from everything you've seen elsewhere in the world. It definitely what? established a new highest yeah. peak of technology and uh, you know crazy abilities. Like yeah. this is for sure the most technological. They have all the lightning rods you could want. Yeah, yeah. Oh like, uh, yeah. Why don't you go to like lightning rods are us? It's kind of yeah. like a thrift store for our <laughs> shitty lightning rods. Yeah, it's and then this guy, man, I'm so glad I picked his face. Uh, he just he, he was just obvious. He to was me. amazing. The moment we were like, oh, it should be a it, we, it should be a chase, and I was like, oh, he's definitely gonna say, hold on to your butts. Yeah, I feel yeah. like Caitlin had pre-prepared that picture. He said, hold on to your butts, because I said that a lot. Oh, good. Year. Yeah, that's amazing. I practiced uh, that line. Uh, was very important to me. When you guys went to the <laughs> Amazgar in the fourth edition campaign, what what was the so yeah so so there's there's some fun things there. So Deep Amazgar in the in the first season, they went there. They they got there through the Underdark. Um, and in that uh, story and and universe and timeline, uh, Deep Amazgar had only been recently opened to the outside world. So yeah. this is the city of the Great Seal. They were sealed up. At the when the fall of the original Amaskari Empire and they became isolated, they became isolated. They were sealed up and they were in their own like universe for like thousands of years or however long. I don't know. I always say thousands or hundreds of years because I don't really care about how many actual long time, long time, long time. time. Either 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 like a long dwarf lifespan or way longer. That's like the two time periods that I have. That's right, that's right. Um, basically, is it important that Baron might actually yeah, remember that in his right. lifespan or is it longer than that? So if it's hundreds of years, Baron might remember. If it's thousands of years, he doesn't. And it's so funny, there's so much like forgot from his lore. Like you look into it and you're like, oh wait, the stronghold 
like came out like 50 years ago. Like, Baron was like, just going to. That was one of the things. Mithra Hall. What yeah. year is it? Yeah, he, Mithra Hall is was it was established after Baron was born, so we can't be born from Mithra Hall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so Deepa Mascar on the original thing. The 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 thing that happened in season one there was that it was a, there was a political intrigue and it was a murder mystery. So what was happening is there was there were two uh, significant uh, political sects. One was the isolationists, and they believed that they wanted to basically close the seal again. They wanted to go back to the way it was. Uh, they think that opening the seal was a mistake, and that they should go back to the way they were because it worked for thousands of years, and they liked it. And then there were the reclamationists. They wanted to not just keep the seal open, but they wanted to rebuild the glory of the original empire. They wanted to take back territories, so they were a little bit warlike. Not kind of warlike, but anyway, they were reclamations. So they wanted to they wanted to, to, to build back the glory of the large original Muscarian Empire. And uh, there was some murder mystery. I don't even it was like remember. a royal family, and like we were hired by his sister to figure out. <laughs> And a yeah, brother had been killed and there like, was like a was like and there was brother. like a, a moderate person who was like kind of more less extreme than both sides, who was Where kind of well respected, but neither side wanted her to do the thing because it wasn't really serving. Blah 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 blah. Someone got murdered. They had to look into it. And then um, I think the twist was that the moderate person was the one who killed him. Oh yeah, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I can't remember all the details, but so that was Deepa Mascar. A little bit of the flavor of Deepa Mascar. Got his brain eaten on the way to Deepa Mascar, uh -huh. and I was cold in that entire time. That's true. Yeah, yeah, because mind flares in the underdark. God damn it. So he got he killed the, the final time by that. Yeah. So yeah, that was his that was his last death. Uh, that was his. Um. So the and Deepa Mascar was a little bit characterized by when you arrived, you needed to present your documents, like your legal documents, for being here. Um. A little bit of a. You know, there's a little bit of a familiarity there yeah. with the way things are here and how Mascar and Mascar, right? A little bit of a bureaucracy involved. So, you know, you need to present your like citizenship documents or your visitor documents or whatever. I can't remember exactly how, how much that went. But they were, you know, they were a pretty uh, uh, xenophobic uh, society because, you know, they'd only opened to the outside world somewhat recently. So that was Deepa Mascar in the original. There was also, part of the whole Deepa Mascar story was also that the, uh, there was a spell scar nearby Deepa Mascar. Yeah. Um, spell Scars was a thing that they invented yeah. before the Spell Plague, all that. The Spell Plague had caused Spell Scars throughout the land, and Ren had a whole specific uh, yeah. uh, character development story. Was he still nice Ren back then, or had he started to turn No, I, mean, I gotta remember. He was, uh, he was starting to become a little suspicious. Um, he didn't get really, really bad until the epic campaign. That's true, that's true. He just sort of like grow, grew into like a, you know, he was a, he was a warlock who was Packed was with a demon, so you're already starting like okay. He wasn't fine. a warlock. Yeah. He was originally a arbiter, and then he switched over to I think just being like a sorcerer. Like a oh, he was a sorcerer. You're right. Never mind. I'm thinking of I got it confused with Melek. No, yeah. A anyway, the uh, so that was Deepa Mascar on the original. So the, you know, there's some parallels. I mentioned it in a in a previous thing where the, there's a little yeah. bit of parallels. Yeah. I specifically mentioned in a in a couple episodes ago that the. Someone you were learning from, I think in High Mascar, or maybe back in the library in, in Silver and Moon, I can't remember, mentioned that, you know, Adipa Mascar had a civil war between yeah, the isolationists yeah. and the reclamationists. And the reclamationists. So, hey, those are the right. same two factions that you dealt with in the first thing. But the reclamationists won, and it evolved into a. Oh, no, wait. The isolationists. It was the isolationists won. They decided to stay in isolated society. 
with a little bit of a concession given to they had seen the economic benefits of being open to the outside world, and so they established a trade alliance with Hyamaskar, where they could get the economic benefits of trade with the outside world, but by having Hyamaskar being the only avenue to trade with the outside world, they could keep their isolationist preference. What's amazing is, like, Hyamaskar is, like, this ridiculous city that's far larger than anything we've dealt with in the campaign. Yet, that is the settle stone of Deep Mascar. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be funny to go to Mascar because it's kind of the first major progress you've taken towards finding out more information about uh, Adric since Kundrakar. Yeah. Like after yeah. yeah, not a lot of Adric-specific yeah. new information and gathering stuff has happened in the last very long time. Yeah, in real the last time. major clue. Or game time, actually. It's been a long yeah. time in game time, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's been so a weird. lot of how do we get to this next person. It's so what I'm struggling with is we had such cool momentum there for a few sessions on the anvil, and oh, I'm yeah. struggling to leave it behind but I'm also struggling to bring it in a meaningful way because I have the, the sense that we'll be in Deep Master for a while and I'm actually like a little bit worried about so much not in-game time but outside of game time time happening and I don't want to lose full momentum on that so I've just been thinking about that. I've thought about that too. I don't have an easy solution to it. I don't the bottom either. line is the I, airship I'll, I'll is here. whatever makes sense but yeah. I'm kind of keeping that in my mind. I thought about the same thing. Hey, you know, I, I like continuing to evolve the character of Grimbar and yeah, uh, and yeah. now uh, Essen. Uh, but if they're going to stick with the airship, like you said, if you're in Deep Mascar for a long time, it's a long time for them to sort of be forgotten from the narrative. I was thinking of something as simple. I mentioned this to Sam, who immediately corrected me because he knows the rules. I was like, why don't we just have one room in the Brickstone be like a forge where Mock could work? But those things are temporary. Once yeah. they're done to the unsummoned, or also it'd be like a bag of holding. Well, so I, that was the one thing I put out there. Iron Mascar has uh, a lot of magical technology. Deep Mascar has more. Um, perhaps with enough coin, as low as Mach is to part with such a thing. But he does. He is willing to pay for quality. Yeah. So maybe a maybe a, a maybe an arcane solution for the metagame narrative reasons. I think I think coin would almost be the wrong currency. Basically, trading magical items for magical items. We could also create. Uh, yeah, we could do that. Also, but something where we he get. Has, he hasn't done a really nice rule. Based on what we have, a sky opal. Yeah. Which is essentially magical sure. currency. Great. Based on what I I messaged you way back in the day about the idea of kind of progression through the reliquary stuff. Yep. It would be fun to make kind of a custom spell that's like a higher level brickstone that allows to open to the same room that could allow storage. So it could yeah. be a We should take a look at higher thing. level spells and see what already exists. Yeah. Well, there's things I've, I've looked. There's, yeah, there's a magical like, chest spell, a yeah. magical item or something like that. Yeah, there's, there's like a magical chest spell where you can store stuff in it to be kind of like that. But a combination of that and brickstone. Yeah. It's More interesting. used for, for narrative stuff than necessarily in combat yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's an interesting topic where you go, okay, so we've got a metagame problem. We've got a yeah. we've got a broader narrative author problem, right? That like, hey, 
we can't let six months of real life time go by with no focus on the anvil and Essen and Grumbar and your your airship, the the Snowbane's gift. Like these are all things that have become important parts of the story. They're ancillary a bit. They're yeah. not the core part of the story, but they are there. And it it's not good storytelling to suddenly have them disappear for six months yeah. and then come like, back later. And it's one of the so you kind of we're kind of looking for a mechanical solution. to keep it by, or we do side adventures and play as Grumbar and Essen. And that's then... that's the other option. Is you keep it in the narrative by simply storytelling it without the main characters. There are pros and cons to both approaches. I, I agree. I mean, if you've been training Aurora as well, she'd be. Does Aurora go with us to NASCAR? Yeah, I mean, I would be, I would be, I would be up for either. It's one of those things where, like, you always get so sad to like step away from the main campaign, but then are immediately super pumped by the one yeah. session you had away from it. You're like, ah, we need to do more of this. So you, you never lose by doing these things. It's tricky. Um, anyway, something to think more about. Definitely. I'm gonna take us offline now since we got yeah. we are actually passed up. And I'm tired. And it's getting late, and Eric's gotta come back at 7 a.m. to bring my kids some swords.